Hey, E, put the beat on. Hey, Taylor, you like this joint? Yeah, this beat hard. Yeah, you, you sure you like this joint? You would tell me if you didn't, right? Oh, yeah, of course. No, this joint go, go hard. All right, all right, cool, cool. This this my man, Scotty Pimpin' joint. Oh, okay, all right, then. Matter of fact, I, I got something for this. Got something like what? Welcome to the top shelf With a flavor so hot But you will not melt About to take you on a ride Like you never felt Up and down real smooth Like a carousel Moving in our own lane No parallel Everybody needs sleep It's good for your health If you stuck like Chuck I might have a help Cause we talk sports life And everything else was popping ladies and gentlemen we thank you as always for tuning into sleep the sports life and everything else podcast presented by the away team and coming to you from the top shelf this is season four episode three my name is michael roberts aka mike on the mic and i'm joined by my co-host taylor suber Hello taylor, how you feeling what's up what's up what's up what's going on you having a good day? Having a good weekend? Yeah, 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 yeah. I can't complain. I'm alive. Everything is chilling. Okay, okay. And uh, we're joined here by our producer, E. What's happening, fellas? I call him Easy. What up? How you feeling today? I'm good. I'm good. You good, know, good, good. It's a little chilly outside for my taste for March, but you know. Oh no, I, we 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 in April now, my bad. I'm about to say, I said, damn, I, I was oh, about yeah, to say, yeah. like, I mean, yo, my bad, my bad. You know, it might be the it might be that we stick together that made me forget. But no. uh, <laughs> March is so long that you get confused that it's you know, yeah, it's over, and it's just really bad. You know, I I kind of well, yeah, I miss I miss the April Georges. You know, it's already warm. It's just a lot of pollen, but you know, it's a little chilly. But I'll be alright. I got you. I got you. Well, y'all can follow us on Twitter and IG at Sleep Is For You. That's S L E E P I S, the number four Y O U. Subscribe and listen to new or old episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Podbean, TuneIn Radio, or YouTube. Like episodes, leave comments, show love, show hate. We here for it all. And you can also keep up with us through our website, sleepisforyou.com. We appreciate all y'all checking us out. Tuning in for another episode of us and our hijinks, talking about sports and things that go on in the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Our show time this evening is 4.50, so uh, let's spin. We're going to start off this episode talking NBA, as usual, since NBA is pretty much the uh, dominant sport right now, although baseball did just start. Shout out to opening day. Philly's looking good. But uh, today actually marks the last day of the regular season uh, in the NBA. And tonight the Sixers square off with the Detroit Pistons in South Philly. Little home game, so. I don't think JoJo's playing tonight. I mean, he shouldn't have to. Why, he why? might not be. I don't since, think JoJo uh, Harden is playing tonight. What's, what's, we, I don't think any big star is playing today, let oh, alone. Although, I mean, although they do have something to play for. They want to win tonight. Wow. I mean, they, they want to beat Detroit because they want to get that third seed. If you can't beat Detroit with your D, with the with the B squad the Sixers have, like I mean, I think Maxi should play since he's young. Uh, Shake should get a lot of minutes. If you can't beat him with this team, then then y'all deserve to be in the fourth spot. We'll talk about that later. But if y'all can't beat 
without without Embiid and uh, I'll just say Hard because Hard needs to take a break. And y'all deserve what y'all get. Well, you want to want to make sure you get that spot. So let, let, let's see what happens. Matter of fact, you know what? I'll, I'll look that up real quick. Uh, last time I checked, he was um, 50-50. And him and James Harmon 50-50. So I think Doc is like literally right now contemplating. Should I? I mean, of course, by the time this will get out, y'all will know. But I don't know. I mean, like I said, you should be able to trust. I mean, plus he's going to if if just in case, let's, let's just say that um he has to um play uh if Matisse Thibault can't play then he's going to have to depend on some of these guys that he's going to play tonight if he goes with the B squad so I don't know we'll see last time I checked though um they were just day to day so maybe what he'll do is put them out there early and then pull them late if they get up early I mean you get up by 20 some odd points but we all know how that can go yeah you can easily be at halftime you know it can be tied up you know what I mean and then then what you do after that I mean they everyone's gonna get a week off in between mm-hmm. and because the playoffs don't start until next weekend and only yeah. teams that are gonna be playing this week is the playing people so you're gonna get a break so I don't know we'll see I mean they play yesterday we'll see if they do it today but like I said by the time y'all hear this it already it already yeah, the game and came and went yeah, yeah man. so this might all be for nothing Yes, sir. And we'll I, don't, I don't see anything in the news right now saying whether or not they yeah, are we'll going to be playing. But Yeah, so we'll, we'll like I said, usually it might come out right before. I've seen it where they've taken it right like 10 minutes before the game. They said this person's not playing. So you might not know until actually 658 or something like that. So we'll see. Yeah. Don't, know. don't really yeah. matter. It doesn't really matter. Like I said, they're in the playoffs. But uh, just the, the matchups to me, the three and the four is, is big for me. Four, if you go to four, that's going to be a long series. And if you mm-hmm. go to three... I think they can they can they can knock out the Bulls in five. Yeah, might yeah. We might be able to sweep them. So no Lonzo Ball. So messing around with them Raptors in that first series, that might not be a no. It's not that, not, that, that, that might not be a good look. No, they're gonna lose. I mean, I'm sorry, they go get the Raptors. They're gonna lose. It's a wrap. It's going down. Yeah, they're gonna go up there and lose. Ain't, 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 ain't no, it's gonna be a problem. They're gonna lose. I'm yeah. saying it. Oh no! Yeah, it's oh, a wrap. No. And then, then we'll be saying what happened. What in two weeks from now? People are gonna be really upset. Oh, they they that's gonna, a, they gonna want Doc head on a a, yeah. a platter if they, they go out on the first round. They just lost on was Wednesday or Thursday, and the Raptors had their B squad out there and beat the Sixers. Yeah, you said uh, we was talking about this earlier, and they was playing without Van Fleet. Yeah, and uh, who's the other guy? From OG OG Amanami. Oh, oh, you know I mean, yeah, he's a really good player, a two way player that can play D and um, D. I think he's having about 15, 16 points a game, so he's a good player. Yeah, he's uh, he's like he's like the quintessential player that you need in this day and age. Six seven, you know, big that can that can play both both ways on the floor. He's really good. Well, it looks like like you said, uh, Joel Embiid and James Harden are both day to day. Yeah, questionable. Uh, but yeah. George Niang is out. He's so out. He's not playing tonight. He didn't play yesterday. Yeah, <clears throat> is he hurt? Uh, I think I mean yeah. he might be hurt, but they just might. And there's no point in playing if you if you're like on the spectrum. What's the point of you playing these last two games if we're going to need you for the playoffs? They, and, they, and they're going to need him I, I if, wish, if they got the Raptors I in the hope, first round. Yeah. I, I I just wish I hope for this playoffs that George Niang will be like the equivalent of a, like a Robert Ory. Yeah, yeah, just can, come alive. You don't see really. You know he's been doing good during the season. This mm-hmm. season though, but I would really like to just see him fire off in the playoffs. 
Mm-hmm. They they gonna need it because they need they they gonna need a lot of firepower off the, like it's in the in, in the playoffs. Of course, it's mainly about just starting five, but somebody off that bench is gonna have to come alive. I don't know who it is, but yeah, someone's going. Yeah. To, there's always a one or two games where you're gonna get a Steve Kerr to come out there and do his thing, or just like you said, Rob Orr never started, but he always came out and hit a big shot. There's yep. always gonna be that extra guy that comes off the bench. Everybody remembers Booby Gibson back in the day with LeBron. There's always a guy that comes off the bench and gives you extra. Sam Cassell, I can go back. Years and years and years. There's always that extra guy that comes out and gives you that extra to get you, you know, on to, on you know onto the next level. No, no. So you need you need you need you don't need just your of course your starting five. You need that six, seven, eight guy that you might not even think is even in the rotation. You need him. That's why it's not remember, just remember, about. Remember, remember Sean Livingston for the for the um oh, yeah. for Golden for the, State for the Warriors. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's not just about your stars. It's no. definitely about your role players yeah. too. And them feeling, you know, empowered to yep. step up and shoot in certain situations, or you know, make big decisions, make big passes, make big plays, um, to to contribute to your team winning remember, and ultimately getting to that goal. Remember, LeBron had Delavadova. There's always yep. always somebody coming out in the playoffs who you probably didn't even think about during the season, and they and they, and they ended up end up being, you know, what I mean, they don't they're not the quote unquote MVP, but they're the extra person to give you that extra oomph yeah. that you're gonna need to play. Everyone has it. So yep. who's it gonna be on the series? Is it gonna be Niang? Is it gonna be Shake? Is it gonna be? We don't know. I'm saying we don't know. Is it gonna be a, who else is on the bench? Is is it gonna be um? Like a, Isaiah Joe, Isaiah Joe, who, who barely plays, is it going to be Paul Weed? Paul Reed, who did play some good minutes yesterday. Yes, but it's just like who, who's it going to be? Is it going to be Danny Green, who had to mm-hmm. start? He hit 18 yesterday, but can you get that from Danny Green, who's almost 35 years old? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. You're going to need that extra person, somebody that you don't expect that's going to come out there and be a threat. So we'll see. Absolutely, absolutely. And speaking of stars from the Sixers, salute to Joe Allen Bede for being the first center to win the scoring title since Shaq did it in the 99-2000 season. Mm. That's big. That's real <laughs> He big. averaged over 30 points per game this season. And uh, as we all know at this point, uh, LeBron James has hung it up and decided he's not going to play for the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. And uh, Giannis uh, sat out. So they pretty they pretty much conceded the uh, the scoring title to Joel and B, but he definitely did his share of work he earned to, uh, to to get to that spot. Absolutely, he did Absolutely. earn it. Yeah, he was he was going out in these last couple of games, putting up forty points and everything like that. So uh, yeah, like you yeah. said, he earned it. Yeah, yes sir, yes sir. We'll see if he'll get him the MVP, but he just you know getting getting that scoring title. I know that meant a lot to him, but I would like for y'all to make a deep playoff run, which I don't think is going to happen. So. Well, like we were saying a little bit ago, the number three and four seeds in the East are still in play and kind of up for grabs. It's between the Boston Celtics and the Sixers. Uh, Boston plays Memphis tonight. The Sixers play, as we said, uh, Detroit. Yep. So, you know, um, it it lines up on paper at least to to, uh, be a good game between Memphis and Boston. There's a good chance Memphis could pull that out. But I don't know if Boston's playing that guy. So you got to, like I said, you got to look and see what, because I know they sat out Tatum a couple of nights ago, and I think they sat out smart. But I think they still won or they lose. I don't know. So you got to see, like I said, you got to know who's, you can't just anticipate that everyone's going to play. Yeah. yeah, If I'm I'm Memphis, I think they just got John Moran back last night. I'm not playing him tonight. You know what I mean? So I want to have my players. I don't want nothing to happen on the game 82, nothing freak. So it it depends on who who plays it. Like I said, it might come down to the people that we don't even know that's going to determine the playoff spot. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll see. Like I said, anything can happen in the next, you know, uh, four, five, six hours. 
And then in the Western Conference, the five and six seeds are still to be determined between the Utah Jazz and Denver Nuggets, who both have the same uh, record right now. Denver officially ruled out Murray and um, um, Porter. Porter, yeah. Yeah, so they won't be coming back. (laughs) But uh, tonight, Denver is playing... Denver's playing the Lakers. Oh, okay. And the Jazz are playing Portland. Okay. Two dead teams, so who knows? Yeah, yeah. And that that might just stay the same. They should beat them, and it'll just be the same. Mm-hmm. I don't think mm-hmm. it matters. It's, it's, it's anything like I said. The Sixers win tonight and Boston win tonight. It's going to be the same. So. Yeah, pretty much everything ends up evening out. Yep. And it sounds like in that case, we'd be going to Toronto. And, uh, yeah. That's an L. That 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 uh, I'll say that'll be a long series. I know Taylor's saying that'll no, be no. an L, guaranteed. Lose. But uh, I'll I'll just say it, it'll be a, a long, difficult series. Yeah, it's gonna be, <clears throat> even if you do win, it's an L <laughs> because <laughs> you're gonna go right into the next series against a team that's gonna be fresh and then you're that, depleted, and then you're gonna be uh, out in four. Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, oh well. All right. Well, that's gonna do it for our NBA discussion for this week. You don't want to talk about Matisse Thibel? Oh, oh, yeah, 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 I guess so. Uh, <laughs> if they do end up going to Toronto, then Thibel will not be going because he is not vaccinated. And uh, Canada, he's, been, he's, he's been exposed, literally can, and figuratively. Can, Canada has a very strict vaccine mandate and will not be lifting it like New York City. Nope, that's a so, country. Uh, yeah, so Thibel will be staying at home. I, I guess he might be allowed to play in home games. He can play at home I don't, games. I don't see why you not. Just, you just can't. Just like we talked about a couple weeks ago. I don't know if that show even got on, but remember we talked about Kyrie? Yeah. Well, it ended up being for the Sixers, and come to find out that he's he's not vaccinated. came out this week. So, he's, you know, his family is in, you know, into holistic medicine. And I think when they played earlier this year, he was hurt, so he didn't have to. Mm-hmm. So it kind of came out that he, can't, that he can't play. And yeah. now he's, like I said, he's been exposed. And he's had COVID not once, but twice <laughs> that we know of. So, you know, it is what it is. Mm-mm. I, I just saw in the news that there's a new strain that's uh strain of what that's that's turning up of Rona of COVID. Yeah, that, these, these, these are lies, folks. I'm, <laughs> no, yeah, no. I don't believe this stuff. No new. Okay, okay. Yeah. No. no new strain. E, e, did you hear anything about a new strain of COVID? Dude, they got more remixes. <laughs> exactly. What happened to the flu? There's always a remix. What happened to the got, flu? Got got more remixes than Bad Boy. What happened to the What happened to the flu? Another one. No one That's has all that, it take is. that. No Another no one, one had the flu no uh-huh. more. So they they just replaced the flu with COVID. That's what it is. People just getting the flu. Nobody yeah. died from pneumonia no more. <laughs> exactly. Old folks used to die from pneumonia. Nobody <laughs> catch nothing. But they just, it's just COVID. They just renamed it to COVID. That's and it. See, because you know the the, the boosters then fell off. They ain't nothing. No. They did this all before we was born. People used to get uh, you know sexually transmitted diseases and die. They didn't know to call it and they called it AIDS but I'm pretty sure back in the 40s, 50s, 60s it was called something else but yeah. they didn't know what to call it mm. so, so <laughs> this is all it is look, I, look, I can't I'm not going back that far I'm just saying I don't know what it is and what it ain't I, I like who who do you I don't know who do you trust <laughs> exactly <laughs> I'm just saying this is what it is I'm just saying I've, I've never even had it before because this coming down to is it is this going to affect my ability to make money and live mm. yeah no I want to salute Canada <laughs> They got free health care. You're not going to be coming up here stealing our free health care. <laughs> if you come in, you better be vaccinated. Yeah, Salute yeah. to them. And they've been on this 
literally months before our stuff shut down, uh-huh. they shut down like a month and a half early. So don't come up here with that BS, please. Yeah, so Canada. to Canada and they go intento. You can't get up here. And and then, like I said, people see, oh, it might. Why would they let? That's a country. That's the whole, not just the area of Vancouver. That's the whole area. They, they yeah. might have this for the rest for forever. So if you want to fly up there, you better be vaccinated. Then why would they take it off now? Yeah. Yeah. Oh well, it is what it is. Yeah, they're not gonna stop nothing for the NBA. They don't care about y'all. This this is a country. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I'll be watching. Toronto my... is just a small part of that country. Exactly. Yeah, they got all other type of regions up there. Please. All right. Well, we're gonna get into this week's first edition of Top Five, and it's gonna be Top Five Future MVP candidates. So this is guys that can just get some level of consideration for the MVP. Uh, award at some point in time in their careers but they do have to have been in the league for at least three years Mm -hmm. uh and they have to have had no all-star appearances yeah yeah no no john moran no lines above we know they good yeah no 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 uh no luka Doncic. you know we, soon, we, we we know where they're going. Yeah, we soon they touched the pin. We knew they were going to be like these are guys that you know might take a little longer to, to develop. You know, like some of these players that we know right now that are you know we knew Donovan, we knew uh, Don, uh, what's his name, Devin Booker was good, but it took him years to get to where he's at right now. Yeah. All right. So number five on my list is going to be a guy that's down in Charlotte. He was kind of like a middle of the first round draft pick guy. Uh, I think he got picked somewhere in like the twelve to thirteen, fourteen range. Um, but it's going to be uh, P.J. Washington. Mm. He is playing well. I like his game a lot. Um, I like how he is developing with the team and the talent that they have down there. The only thing that might get in his way is Lonzo Ball might outshine him. Oh, I thought you was going to say his baby mama. But, oh. <laughs> <laughs> P.J. Washington got baby mama issues? Yeah, it's all on the oh, internet. Don't worry no. about it. Damn. You ain't missing nothing. So that's 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 out there if you're looking for it. Yeah. I'm, me, I'm not looking for it, so that's why I didn't know. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> P.J. Washington, keep it to the court, and you you'll be all right, my brother. Yeah, he's he's having a good. I think he was on the bench, and they just they started him. But uh, like I said, he's one of those players that's in that six, seven, six, eight range. That that's kind of what they kind of want in the NBA right now. These stretch threes and fours that can you know shoot the three and go yep. inside and all that stuff. Play you know play and play you know play that defense. But yeah, I like PJ Washington. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So number four, I'm gonna take it down to South Beach to Miami, and it's gonna be Tyler Hero. Mm. It's a guy whose name I've brought up a, more than a few times on the show. Okay. Um, I really like his game. I like his heart. Um, I like what he's bringing to their team. Um, they're still kind of figuring it out as far as <clears throat> getting all their pieces to fit together because they got a lot going on down there right now. Going on down there right now with mm-hmm. uh, you know Kyle Lowry. Obviously, he's he's worked his way into their starting lineup, but um, working in uh, Oladipo because he just came back from injury a couple of weeks ago, um, and they they they're in a, a great position right now as far as the playoffs go. Yeah, because uh, they're in the first seat. So. Yeah. Um, you went, you went with two back-to-back Kentucky guys. That's what I'm talking I did, about. I did. I did. Going 10 toes down on Kentucky. Yeah. <clears throat> so number three on my list, <clears throat> I'm going to go to uh, a home team guy, the Sixers, and that's going to be Tyrese Maxey. You're three for three for Kentucky. <laughs> three for three. <laughs> okay. But I like Maxi a lot. I like his energy. I like what he brings to the to the table for the team. And he's a, a little bit of a oddball pick just because it's a little difficult uh 
in this stage in the game, I feel like, to see uh, point guards win MVPs. Mm-hmm. Um, typically, you're discussing big men yeah. or uh, threes, yeah. uh, like a Giannis. But, um, you know, who knows what the landscape of the, the NBA could look like in just, you know, three to five seasons. And a guy like Maxi could develop his game over the next few seasons because he's already developed it since he's been into the league. <clears throat> and... Um, you know, be one of the premier guys. Uh, outside of talking about a guy like Steph Curry, uh, guards aren't aren't overly recognized. I mean, he got. Know? I mean, he had eight threes, so I think that solidifies it. He can shoot. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I ain't saying Steph Curry, but he can shoot. Yeah, that was kind of like why he kind of dropped in the draft. They didn't know about his shooting, mm-hmm. and obviously, he proved this year, and he's over well over forty percent or close to it. And then eight and hitting eight threes a couple nights ago on just what twelve? I think he was eight for twelve. That's crazy. It's super accurate. And then, and when he shoots it, I mean, I'm looking at it like it's going in. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So my top two guys, uh, my number two guy is a guy who's still in his first season. And my number one guy is a guy who's in his second season. But uh, number two, uh, we're going to take it down to uh, Texas, to Houston. And it's going to be Jalen Green. Mm. <clears throat> I saw, are you with me? I saw an interview last week with Jalen Green. And they asked him flat out, like, what does he feel like he's learned about himself most over the course of his first season in the league? And his answer was, he's a bucket. So, <laughs> I mean, when you got that kind of confidence and uh, you're able to back it up on the court like he is, uh, you know, the sky's the limit. And this is, again, only his first season. And he's been able to do great things down there for the Rockets organization. So He's, he's talented, man. <clears throat> He's still uh, raw, but you know, like he's not even at his potential yet. But yeah, he's a he's a, he's a really good player here. Yeah. yeah, most guys don't really start hitting their stride stride mm-hmm. as far as guys that are gonna uh, ascend to the top until maybe like their third or fourth season. I feel like. Yeah. So that brings me to my number one guy on my list, and he's a guy whose confidence in himself is absolutely through the roof. Um, unfortunately, his team has been through a few different situations where they were trying to establish a foundation and, and and a franchise look and they still have the the biggest centerpiece that they've had in the past maybe five to ten years in Carl Anthony Towns. But it's gonna be up in Minnesota with the Timberwolves and that's Anthony Edwards. And, and uh, I knew it. He shoots the ball, he goes to the basket strong. He uh he again has confidence in himself. He just dropped forty nine points last night. Um, you know, he he he's uh he's he had a forty nine last night? Yeah. He, he he's a big star in the making. And he's he's nice. He gets a little streaky, but he's a he's a he's a good player. He got they said he got they say a an inch and a half over this past summer. Once he's able to uh establish his consistency a little bit more, um he's he's really gonna <clears throat> do big things for the Minnesota organization and hopefully, you know, in their eyes, the combination of him and Carl Anthony Towns with the rest of their role players is going to uh, equate to them having great success. They're, they're in the play-in, right? I think they yes, they the are. Yeah, yep. that's, that's good. That's a good jump for them. That's a yep. good jump, yeah. All right, so I'm going to swing it over to Taylor, and he'll give us his top five future MVP NBA candidates. All right, cool. All right, I'm going to go back down to Houston, but I'm going to go with his teammate uh, down in uh, Houston with uh, Jalen Green as uh, Kevin Porter Jr. Okay. Now, he was a little bit of a weirdo when he's up in Cincinnati, uh, not sorry, not in Cincinnati, up in um, 
Cleveland when he got drafted up there. He got drafted in the 30, but they said he got drafted late because they said there was something wrong with him. But he sure enough went up there and, and went a little crazy and uh, cut somebody out Ooh. and said I demanded to be traded within the first three, four months he was there. And as soon as he got to Houston, he kind of showed that he's got like this triple double, um, uh, um, you know, a threat. You know what I mean? But he's a, he's a, he's a really good player. He's, he's one of these players that they like to with these uh, guard slash, you know, shooting guard slash point guard. He can do, he can run the one or the two. Yep. I like Kevin Porter jr. He can, uh, once he puts everything together, I think he could be a really, uh, a solid player. You know what I mean? Just got to get his, got to, got to get his mind right. Got to make sure to take the game. Well, he takes, take the game seriously. I think he just, he's very passionate. Some of these kids are very, very passionate. And they think they know that they're good and they want to be on the floor. So, um, yeah. I can respect a guy that wanted to be on the floor. That's the only reason why he didn't work out up in, um, uh, uh, Cleveland because you know he had a Garland in front of him and Sexton in front of him he was like yo I'm better than these guys and I mean he may not be better than those guys but he just wanted to that's, play that's what he believed yeah and then I like confident player like that who just yeah. want to play as soon as he got to Houston he was playing last year then he got hurt but this year he's been he's been pretty solid I think averaging about 15 points but uh, I like him I think he could be an MVP candidate within two or three years you know if he puts everything together put some players around him I think he'll be alright okay. so Kevin Porter Jr. is my number uh, number five number five uh my number four is a uh, Desmond Bain. I mean, okay, this guy's this guy's huge. Down in Memphis, I mean, he got all but all types of muscles. I mean, paws. I mean, but he's a really good player, averaging eighteen points out of TCU. He, pl- I think, he played uh, all three years, all four years of uh, college. Uh, and, uh, you know, was a second round pick, you know, kind of went, oh, okay, this guy's just going to be a guy that we're just going to, you know, uh, you know, just going to be a part of the, uh, of the, uh, uh, you know, of our team. But he ended up, you know, starting after Dylan Brooks got hurt. Yeah. And they can't take him out to start a lineup. He's that good. He, he's averaging 18 points. He's a solid player, man. I like that kid, man. So I like uh, yeah. uh, uh, Desmond, <clears throat> Desmond Bain down in uh, Memphis. He's he's just he's just a solid player. I, I like solid players like that. That just you know just as soon as they get their shot, they're just like yo man, I, you, you ain't gotta get you ain't gotta give me too much. I'm, I'm ready to play. So uh, mm-hmm. definitely Bain is uh is uh, I like I like that kid. He's a, he's a, he's a really good player. So number four is uh Desmond Desmond Bain. Him along with Dylan Brooks, man. I just call them the gnats at the barbecue. Yeah. The flies and the ointment. Like, they just will do the irritant stuff that's going to get on your nerves. Like, Pat Beverly, like, defensively. Absolutely. <clears throat> I, I like players like him. Like, you know, they got their shot, and they just, you know, and they just said, listen, man, you gave me a shot, I'm, and I'm going to take advantage of it. Making so, the uh, best of it. I, I love it. Uh, right. My number three player, uh, he's down in uh, San Antonio. I'm going to go with uh, Keldon Johnson. Okay. Now, I know people, you might not know nothing about him, but he came out of Kentucky a couple of years. No, no one really thought too much about him, but uh, he's he's actually playing well down there with uh, DeJounte uh, Murray. Murray yep. And uh, I like this kid, man. He's, he, he's another one of these stretch threes, stretch fours. Um, he, he's a good player, man. I, I, I like this kid a lot. Uh, he's about six foot six, six foot seven. Uh, but um, he, 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 he he can play. He can play. He was another one of these late round picks that San Antonio gets in the later rounds because they're now, you know, they're always going to the playoffs as mm-hmm. well back in the day, but, you know, not so, so much now. But um, Pop has done a really good job with, job with this play. He's averaging 17 points a game. And um, I, I, I like him. He's, I don't want to call him a Kawhi Leonard, but he's, he's really, really, he's, he's solid. He's a solid player, man. He's, uh, he's over, another one over 40% from three. Anytime I look at all these players, I always look at their shooting percentages, whether they field goals and, or in a three point. If you're yeah. over 40% from three, you're above that's, average. That's definitely you know respectable. I mean? So uh, he's he, he's a solid player that you got to look out for. So I'm going to go with uh, Keldon Johnson out of uh, Kentucky, a guy 
guys you can hear about, you know what I mean? You know Popovich, he just develops all types of really good players down there with the with, with the lower picks. So uh, Kelton Johnson, my number three down in uh, San Antonio, a guy you want to look out for in a couple years. It's all about that system. And speaking of the Spurs and the playoffs, they are in the play-in play tournament. Uh, and then in the first round, they're playing against Minnesota. They hawk down the Lakers, man. Yeah. I mean, they just stay with it. And uh, most of those guys, they played like, even though uh, Pop is like the inventor of the uh, the games off and the uh, low management, those <laughs> low guys management. have played pretty much seventy plus games. You know what I mean, so uh, salute to him for uh, getting getting um, you know be, being a, being a solid player. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Uh, my number three, I'm sorry, number, number two, two player, number two player is uh, we saw him a couple nights ago for Toronto. I like Scotty Barnes, man. I, I okay. like that kid, man. He's he didn't he's 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 had an okay season this year, but I think if he continues to develop to where he where he where he was, where they kind of predicted for him um th- this season, I yeah. think he's gonna be a good player out of Florida State. I think he may be only 20, 20 years old. He just was drafted this past year. I like him up and up there, and he's up at Toronto where he's not doesn't have to, too much of a spotlight on him. And the really thing I liked about him was about a month or so ago they played the Lakers and they asked him. I think the Lakers came back and beat him. That could have been a game where LeBron scored like a bunch of points, maybe scored like fifty on him. Yeah. So they interviewed him after the game you can tell he was he was pissed and they asked him oh when you looked we saw lebron you know i mean just 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 scoring on yourself like how did you feel i mean was it like looking up to him he said uh yeah where i come from we didn't look up to lebron we looked up to kobe i saw this right here (laughs) and he had a straight face wasn't giggling wasn't smiling didn't have the kunai smile on his face he told that reporter nah man i'm a kobe guy i don't know what you're talking about so salute to him for being like nah man don't be trying to sucker me into having me being trying to act like you know me you don't know me i i, I was kobe all, all the way so once he said that shut that oh, that person started stuttering and he just he sat there with, with, with the calm face i, I salute him I, I like how we both picked someone from this most recent draft that's, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah that's big he's he's he's, he's played well this year I, I like him i like okay him. my number one i mentioned him i guess either last week or two weeks ago i love how this kid's playing out in gold state mm-hmm. jordan, jordan Poole is it's just an animal man love Absolutely, he's Absolutely. crazy, man. I mean, I think they he ripped off his uh, his armband last night, and then he slipped on. That's he how. On, yeah, <laughs> that's so, how. No, the, the guy that was guarding him ripped it ripped off. Ripped off his yeah, slip, yeah. and then he he uh, he ditched it, and then yeah. he went and back he and board, and he slipped yeah. on his own armband. Like yeah. that's how you know he was just out there, just you know, just getting it in. But I like that kid. He's a. Uh, I think he was picked maybe thirtieth, uh, twenty nine for thirty, a couple of years ago. You know, on the back end of the draft, and but he stayed on the team, stayed on the team, and he, of course he had to play because uh, Steph has been injured a whole lot uh, over the past couple years. And so has Clay Thompson been hurt and Draymond's been in and out out, and it's basically just been him and Wiggins and he took his opportunity and seized it to the point where when they bring Clay back and when they bring Seth back, they kind of they don't know if they're going to bring him off the bench but they got to give him 30 minutes. Like they got to guarantee get him 30 minutes because he's he's another one that shoots a lot of threes. He shot a couple nights ago. He must have shot about 14 or 15 threes and made like eight of them. So he's a shooter and he's learned from those guys. I like when guys see guys in front of them and they learn from and end up taking what they do and learn what they uh, what, what they kind of do and what made them what they are. Yep. And he just you, you can tell that he's learned from them. And he's got his own little he got his own little thing going too. So I really like him as one of these lower round picks. That's just he, he's a really good player. Like God forbid if something happens to Seth or or um or um you know if they get older or something like that or they leave or whatever he should still be there. I think he can be an MVP candidate maybe four or five years from now. He's he's that good. He's nice. He's yeah. worked on his game real well. He kind of reminds me of. Fred Van Fleet, where it's just like he just he just out there just trying to score and trying to do anything he can to get that ball in the bucket. You know what I mean? So he's a good player. Yep. Yeah, so Jordan Poole's my guy. I can see him being an all-star next year. That's how good he is. So 
Yeah, so that's my number one guy, Jordan Poole. He's impressed me this, this past year. Definitely, and he has that ability to step in and step up, like you said, mm-hmm. <clears throat> whenever and if ever he's called on. So yeah, yeah, he's he, he's nice. I I, I, I like I, I like how the way he balls out. I like these lower picks just balling. I like yep. it. Yeah, because it's the guys that essentially in the in the draft got slept on. Yeah, you know, it's, it's other guys that had a bigger name mm-hmm. or was at a bigger school. And, you know, thrust themselves into the, the, the spotlight a little more. Yep. But ultimately, when it gets down to it and gets to, you know, the professional level, yep. one is playing out better than the others. And he was a guy that, that didn't get looked at or, or, or picked up till later in the first round or yeah. sometime in the second. Look, looked at it, looked at his counterparts and said, I can be these guys. I, I want to be a fly on the wall. around. I want to be around these guys. And I like that. He didn't want to go his own way. No, I'm going to do it my way. I'm going to learn from these guys. These guys are champions. Yes, sir. So you can tell he's 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 been in their ear. All right. Well, getting out of top five, we're going to move into some NFL discussion because the Eagles made a trade with the Saints uh, last week uh, where essentially um, they sent two first-round picks, the 16 and 19, and a six-round pick to the Saints in exchange for um, five picks over the course of this season and next season. Mm. Building for the future, I like. I, that, that, that's like not a bad deal. I don't like Howie because he can't pick, can't pick his nose. Uh, ultimately, <laughs> ultimately, that's what it comes down to. Yeah. It's not whether you got the picks; it's yeah. about who you pick. I don't think anyone's had any problem with the trades he's made. Like the uh, Jay Ajayi trade for the Super Bowl a couple years ago, that was like he was stealing. Yeah. And uh, the trade he did, I think, a couple years ago for Carson Wentz to go from, I think they went from fourteen to eight to two. That was genius. So he's always been a very good wheeler and dealer and trader. But he just can't pick. Exactly. <laughs> That's his problem. He can't pick. Even when he's traded out the first round so the Baltimore can get, um, what's his name, um, Lamar Jackson. He went back and got uh, Dallas, Dallas Goddard, and I think he got somebody else. So he's he can trade. He just can't pick worth it. He can't pick his nose. <laughs> Let alone pick NFL, you know, NFL future NFL, NFL talent. talent. Yeah, yeah like he just, like, how would you let? DK Metcalf slide, slide past you and take JJ whatever they are take a white silent. He can't play. He's exactly. a special team player. Exactly. Yeah. Why would you? You know, we're not even gonna get into the why would you's for Howard because we know what it is with him right I now. I don't give a damn if he knows your son, sir. I understand he's your son, a son's friend or whatever. No, sir. I, I, this is football. We we not picking friends and stuff like. Ain't no friends in football. This, this, we're this picking the better players. Yeah, exactly. Double using L. That's how you know he's securing his job. Yeah, boss, I do it. Yeah, I pick anybody you wants to. Come on, man. What type of stuff is that, man? <laughs> So um, we just wanted to go over real quick who we uh, would like, uh, speaking of Howie's picks, for them to select with these, um, you know, new choices that they've uh, acquired. So at the 18th pick, which is one that they got back from um, they New still Orleans, got They still got 16, right? They do. They still have 15. So they got 15. They, they traded 16 and 19. Okay. They still have 15. So they got 15 and 18. And they got 18. Okay, all right. Then. And then they still got the two second round picks in this second round, right? They got theirs, and I think they got somebody from last year. It would be the fourth. So they got so basically they got four picks in the first two rounds, if, mm-hmm. I'm, not, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. If if if, if he don't get, <laughs> I swear to God, if he if he don't get three good, I'm not even saying four. If he don't get three players that are act that can breathe and play football, he well they just signed him to a contract. Yeah, if, they, if they, it, they just gave him an extension. <laughs> and there's no point in me even finishing my statement. That's yeah, sad. Yeah. But like I said, he at the end of the day he. He made it was it was a good trade. It, obviously, he sees that the Saints are going to be trash this year, and they probably are. 
So I think with that with that 18 pick, they should try to go wide receiver if they don't go wide receiver at 15 mm-hmm. because they need to get somebody else in here to catch the ball. I got they you. need to get somebody in here to pair with Devontae Smith. And in the mock draft that I saw earlier, mm-hmm. uh, it's, uh, it's had a wide receiver, I forget his name, but dropping Who? to them at 18. Ohio State? Uh, or is it a tra- 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 Travion Burke? Tra- tra- Traylon Ver- Burke? I mean, it, I mean this 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 receiver. I mean, this draft with the receivers, they're pretty good. That's like might be the strongest in the last couple of years. It, it's going to be like at least eight in the first round this year, if not ten. Well, I don't think about ten, but maybe eight. You're going to get eight. So if they can get one, I mean, I don't know if they will because that would be three drafts in a row where they picked a receiver. But if it's the best player at just slotted where you're at, you got to go with the best player at the position that you that you desperately need. Because Devontae Smith, he's cool, but I think you need you, you you always need two receivers. You saw what you saw what the Carolina not Carolina uh, Cincinnati just did. They had three really good receivers. And since they missed and didn't pick my man that's in Minnesota now. Oh Lord, that's another. That's another. That's another they, uh, they 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 need to make up for that. Yeah, they do. Um, uh, what's his name? Oh, this is his name, Chris. Olave, Chris from, Olave, uh, yeah, from Ohio State. Ohio State yeah. yeah, he's a good player. He ran like a four three something at the combine. I don't think they was expecting that. He ran like they thought thinking maybe four, four four five. He ran like a four three six or something, a four three two. And then Garrett Wilson ran a, a small uh, a, a low time too. So, and we've seen his Ohio State players come out in the last couple of years. I mean Terry McLaurin and mm-hmm. he, these guys they 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 come out and they and and they do do and they their produce thing. yeah and they produce yeah I mean if they can stay healthy so yeah. And, that's a um, you know I, I would I would I wouldn't be mad at that pick at a uh, fifteen but now that that was at eighteen, 18. At, at fifteen, which I agree with they have them taking a linebacker, <clears throat> who um, Nicobe Dean the guy they have right here is Devin Lloyd from Utah Devin Lloyd from Utah okay all right he's actually climbed over um, uh, Nicobe Dean because he. He, I think he got hurt in the net. He was he had surgery and then he had a pro day and they didn't he didn't run the expected time they thought he was gonna run so he's kind of slipping in the draft but I think he's gonna be good too but that, that's not bad I I wouldn't mind them getting a linebacker even though the Eagles don't ever draft linebackers I don't know why but uh, from what I see that they're going to do because they they got rid of Fletcher Cox and then brought him back and they still got Hargrave so I don't know if they're going to get a defensive tackle like a Jordan Davis or Wyatt from um from uh, Georgia so they might be out of business there but I I'm I'm going to agree with you I think they are going to pick a receiver because they haven't picked anybody they picked that guy from uh from the Colts you know but that was one of Nick Sirianni's exactly. guys Pascal, that, yeah, yeah. That, that he kind of de- developed on his own he's undrafted so he's just a guy that he trusts that's going to be able to know his offense but I I I think I'm thinking you might be right. I think they might get a receiver. If they would have signed one of these past receivers in, in this off in this in the um free agency, then I'd be like, no. But I think they will draft the receiver, whether it be fifteen or eighteen. Um I mean, I I I I, I do the the receiver that I that I like, they're all like in the later rounds, but if you're in that first round, um I do like Traylon, Traylon Burke from uh, Arkansas. Uh, I like him. They kind of comparing him to like either like kind of combined with Debo Samuel and um, Anquan Bolden, a six foot one guy. But uh, he, he he's one of those guys that plays faster on the field than he did time. I think he ran like a four or five. But he's a he's a really good player, and mm-hmm. um, he, he's he, he, I, I like how the way he, I like how the way he plays. But I hope I'm not I hope, but 
if if the Eagles are, are smart, they should be looking for a corner because I mean, Derek Derek Slay. I was I was gonna say second round. I think they should go DB. Nah, I think they gotta go first round. I hope I don't know if Derek Stingley Jr. is gonna slide to them because he just ran at his pro day this past year. I mean, this past week he ran four three seven four four. This would be uh 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 what's the name's uh, grandson, the one um, Daryl Stingley, Daryl Stingley, the, the one that, that, that Charlie Murphy <laughs> was clowning, the, the one that he uh, he threatened that man threatened at, him at, at the dinner table in the wheelchair because he. Was talking crazy about Eddie. <laughs> well, his grandson, and he's a really good player. And the only thing about him, he was hurt these last two years. But when he was 18 and he had to play, you know, up against the Jeffersons and the and the and the um what's the other receiver's name? Uh Chases when they won yeah, that national championship. They said he was he was he was right up there with them. So he knows, and they said when he was and when he was 18, he was only 18 years old as a freshman. That's when they won a the national championship. Mm-hmm. Now 2020, the COVID and the COVID year that he got hurt, and then this past year he got hurt. But if you can get him healthy, I think he's gonna be, you know, a steal to draft. I mean, nah, but uh, but I don't uh, know if he's going to fall to 15. With him just running four three seven and four four, he might be in that top ten, top twelve. According to this projection I have right here, he's going at 12 to Minnesota. Minnesota, yeah. Minnesota's always – why is Minnesota always in front or around the Eagles? <laughs> they always pick what the Eagles maybe should be getting, and they end up playing, in, and the Minnesota don't go to no playoffs. Yep. But they always got – they got all the Eagles players up in Minnesota. Justin Jefferson got got uh, scooped up got by, by Minnesota when yeah. the Eagles should have taken him a couple seasons ago. Yeah. That's, that's the guy I was and just talking and about. And in the running back a couple years ago, Dalvin Cook that you yep, talked Dalvin about. Dalvin Cook, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but – you're right. I don't think he's going to get past those guys. They would have to trade up. And even if you're going up a few slots, it's not going to cost that much to go up. But if they sit at 15, I would get him. But I don't cause I don't think the other two guys underneath him are, are on, on, on Stingley's level. So, um, But if they don't get a corner, uh, I, I guess there's a defensive end I really, really like. Uh, he's white, but his name is George Kalafalis. He's really good. I think people are going to, and he's end up going to go in the thirties. People are going to forget about, he's really, really good. He played for Purdue. When I watched Purdue, I used to watch, I wanted to watch David Ball, who was a receiver and he kind of slipped in a draft. He's going to be in the second or third round. But every time I watched on defense, there was this white boy with, a, with, this, with the big face mask. <laughs> and he was number five. So this, this white boy was making all the plays. Who is this white boy? And he was a defensive end, but he played inside, outside. They're predicting him to be on the outside to be a defensive end. And I think the Eagles should go after him because they don't have no pass rush after, you know, Josh Sweat. And he's okay. But you, you bring it back. Brandon Graham, he's old as dust. And the Barnett's trash. And... I don't, they don't have no DMs. Like the Trent, the days of Trent Coles and the, and the Hugh Douglases, where, where are those guys at? You yeah, need a guy that's yeah. going to be out there guaranteed to get you 10 to 12 sacks a, 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 a year. And if they're not getting 10 to 12 sacks, they got to be at least getting hurries or QB knockdowns. You know what I mean? And so, did, did they let the guy from Washington go? Ooh. Oh, that's the right. They did boy. have Kerrigan. He can't yeah, play. Kerrigan. He, yeah, this this new white boy, he's the new Kerrigan. He's white. You know? Okay. Yeah, anytime I see white players, I compare them to white players. <laughs> yeah, so George Kal- Kalafalis, I, I think they should pick him. With either 15, 18, it would be it would be a little high, but his motor is really, really he maybe if not um, Ryan Carrington, maybe kind of like that white boy that played for for Minnesota and he played for the Chiefs, uh, Jared Allen. Jared he's, Allen, okay. he's really bulked up. He's six foot four, six foot five, about two and eighty pounds. But you don't have to worry about him. You know when you put him out there on defensive end, and then you know when his contract comes up, you can be able to just pay him. He's not going to ask for extra money. Just have somebody that's going to be there for ten years that you don't have to worry about. I think they should grab him, and he would fit right in with the Eagles because he can go inside. Outside, outside, but I think he'll be better on the outside rushing the passer with all you know with all these um, people 
in their division and the out of division are going to play. I think you need a, a developed pass rusher that someone's scared of. No one's scared of the Eagles' defensive line right now. No one. Yeah, else. yeah. So I think he would be a presence on that, and then it would help those corners on the back end. So I would probably go corner, uh, um, a defensive end, and then, like you said, in the second round, I would try to get a, a, a receiver because you got two picks in the second round. That's what I would do. Okay, okay. There's a guy named – I think his name is – Khalif Khalil Shakur out of Boise State in second round. I like him. I already talked about uh, Dave Ball from Purdue. I, I think you can get yourself a nice receiver in a second round and, and and be okay. And then yeah, we'll see. We'll we'll, we'll go from there. But that's kind of kind of where I'm at. I would I would like them to, to draft the defensive end in a corner in that first round to get that defense together in that second round. Get yourself a a, a, a receiver <laughs> and even a running back. I'm, I don't like Miles Sanders. <sighs> Always hurt. Man. Soft man. No love for my house. All right. Well, the Eagles I don't know. They, you know, Eagles always give you extension before it's time for you to get an extension. They haven't extended him, so they don't yeah. like him like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. I got you. Yep. Well, <clears throat> before we get off NFL, we do uh, have to make sure that uh, we say an unfortunate and very sad uh, RIP uh, to Dwayne Haskins, mm. uh, quarterback from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, he should be familiar to people from the Philadelphia area because he was the former quarterback of the Washington Commanders when they were the football team uh, just a season or two ago. So, um, unfortunately, he um, got into an accident uh, to where he was uh, hit. <clears throat> and um, After his car broke down or something like that, right? Or something happened. I, I, I didn't hear I, that. I don't know that, the story. But I, I just know he got hit by uh, something. This, and, um, I've read that he his car broke down and he walked across the expressway. And I said, "What are you doing, sir?" Oh no! Yeah, so I don't I know. That's not true. Yeah, I don't but think I don't, I mean, I, he wasn't in a car accident. He was walking across. Right. Yeah, he was. Hit. Yeah, he was, he was, he was hit. not in a car accident. Yeah. He was hit while he was walking. Yeah, on, across the interstate, which is like a, the biggest. You don't ever do that. I don't care if you think the traffic is lighter. You don't do no. You just. <laughs> or please, no. People are not paying attention on the road, including me. But uh, our condolences to his friends and family. Um, and, uh, you know, anytime someone is taken yeah. uh, so young, it's, it's it's definitely sad to see. It's a tragedy. Wife, so. Had a wife and a daughter, too. That's sad. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So we're going to introduce another new segment this week. <clears throat> we hope you guys enjoy it. But it's called Have You Seen? Have You Heard? And essentially, we're just going to be talking about things that we've seen in the news or things that have happened. Uh, and we want to know if you've seen them or if we've seen them. So we're going to kick it around amongst each other and see how it goes. All right. So, Taylor, what you got? All right. So I'm going to go with Have You Seen? And I saw this about a, a month ago. They came out with an episode every, uh, I think, every other week, every week. But the Kanye West documentary, Jesus, I, I actually, have you seen it? I've seen episodes of it. I haven't seen the whole thing. I have not seen it. Yo, it's actually pretty. And you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Kanye hater. He's, it, it was good. <laughs> the, the last episode I saw was um, when he was, he was trying to scramble to get his album together. Yeah, I had no idea. Speaking of that, that he went through so much stuff to get his damn album. That's made. what I'm like, saying. They, they, was, like, they was not trying to back this man. They, they were was not trying to push this man. Yeah. They was like, stick to the beats, homie. Yeah. And he was like, nah, nah. Like, I'm trying to do more than that. Like, I can make these beats. He had already made 
uh, beats for Siegel. Yeah. He had already made H to the Izzo for yeah. Hove. He had already, like, he was already solidified in the industry as he was the boy to go to for the The only beats. person rocking for that was rocking with him was Jay-Z. Like, everyone else was like, oh, yeah, that's the D. Even Dame, even because people always think, oh, Dame Dad. Dame yeah. Dad was kind of trying to play him to the side. And after the accident, they kind of pushed him, they pushed him to the side. Yeah, yeah. And, but then after the accident, he did through the wire. Through the wire. And it just showed him doing, uh, going through the, the grind of what he had to go through to get his, he his, did, his his, his tracks made. He did slow jams at Jamie Foxx's house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can see him. And, and, Jamie, he, and Jamie Foxx has told that story numerous times he, of, of he's that situation. Talk, he's talking to Jamie Foxx. I want you to sing it like this. And he said, I want you, like, he's really like a producer, producer, like yeah, all those ad lib like, that, that, that Jamie Foxx was doing, talking like um, Ray Charles. Yeah. That was Kanye. What It was it was amazing. It was crazy how you just see, like, the whole, I thought the first two episodes were really, really, the last one is kind of like what's going on now, but the first two were really really good about how he how he how he just is a producer it was crazy man hey a, hey did you know this though did you know that shaka khan hates that song oh yeah she yeah, does yeah, she, she absolutely does i think they said they paid her but she said she, I, she, I think she, she called yeah, she, they called her phone and say and she said yeah sure it's like a year sure. she didn't know it was going to be that big and she yeah, doesn't she, like she it. didn't really listen to it like that but yeah. when she heard it and it was out she, <laughs> she she couldn't stand it but they did pay her but they didn't give her i guess what she thought she deserved you know what i mean so i don't know but i don't know it, it was cool but the relationship he has with his mother was dope his mother knew his rhyme that was yeah, crazy yeah. she knew his rhymes yeah and then when he asked his mom because my Mind you, people were thinking that he just developed this narcissism over the last. He'd been. He was like, he said, "Mom, you think I'm too arrogant?" She said, "No." <laughs> she, she, she said, she, you, she, "You know what's L is she was encouraging, she was encouraging him to be him more of what be, he was." Yes. but at the same time, she was the balance. Yeah, she was he, the balance. He, he never had the balance to be like pump the brakes. That's not something I should do. Yeah, he would just always be having these big ideas mm-hmm. and having this big confidence and this yeah. big ego and 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 be pushing this line. And she was the one that kind of held the reins and then kind of held him back a little yeah. bit. So now you see that she's not here. Yeah, she's and, not here. And, and how it's affecting him. Right when she passed away, that was when he was, he he already blew up. He about to blow up, blow up. And then she passed away. And yeah. as soon as she passed away, he had to go right back on the road and perform. Like, I think he performed two or three days later after she passed away. Yeah. So he was, you know, he ne- I think he never really got a chance to mourn, but. It was it was an incredible uh, DVD. The guy that directed it, Cootie. I mean, so, salute to that that brother, man. He was he was on it. He was for record, he recorded Kanye at a at a Harlem World uh, party. I was about to say <laughs> the, the, the foresight that they had from back then to yeah. be like, yo, we're gonna start doing a documentary. And he's walking around Rockefeller and Def Jam yeah. offices like, yeah, we want to do interviews. And people were doing a documentary, and they're like, who are you? They was hating on they was hating on Jesus walks, <laughs> and, and, and he's in there performing it live for people, oh playing God. it for the first time walking for people. Past in the, in, him. In, 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 in the offices, the lady on the phone just was like, "Yeah, just, could you just please like leave? Out. Like, just, just turn that off. Man. You, you make it too much noise." Like, Big face, Gary. He's a hater. Like it, <laughs> it was just all these people in the Rockefeller all that we know. They were hating on that man. He was literally just going up there with not with a boombox, but with CDs playing it, and it was crazy, man. I, I thought the the whole documentary was dope. Like I said, the first two parts were dope. He they showed him when he bought his first house. They showed uh, what his his relationship with uh, Most Deaf. They yep. showed him. Run down on a nigga. They, they they showed him when he, he ran uh, down on a boy that was talking trash about him. He said, "No, nah, we gonna we gonna." <laughs> so y'all, all y'all think, oh Kanye saw? No, nah, he ran down on homeboy. He him and they were at a convention. Shook his hand. Yeah, man, we cool. We gonna do some work together. But then, like an hour or two, he was hating on Kanye, and they was like, "Yo, man, you hear this boy hating on him? Kanye?" Had this look on his face, like, "Yo, why was he hating on me?" He's like, "Well, yeah. he gonna be at the studio as soon as Kanye said he gonna be. Oh, we going down there right now." Like there was no. 
there was no like hesitation. We're going and then as soon as he ran down on him with the camera and everything like this, he said, yo man, you got the car I want to talk to you. And the boy didn't want to got the whip. Yeah. <laughs> and kind of like, yo, why are you hating on me? Yo, I I got not that I didn't respect him. I just think he's goofy right now. I think he's weird, but that those first two parts, I thought that was I thought that was the you're going to see some well some of the stuff you've seen already, but like the way he was just working, like he met Cootie through someone else and then the other guy that helped direct the uh they, he met him through MTV so it's all about mm-hmm. getting your mouth you know having your mouthpiece and and being cool he, he all, it's the all people about he, networking. yeah your network and he was had a studio in um in, in Jersey he was dry, he was going back and forth to New York in in a, in a car that I think that his mother bought he was just working hard it was crazy man like it was a, it was it was a really good documentary i liked all the footage and all this time they got dates and everything and yep. him doing interviews with 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 uh, magazines i thought it was a really really one of one of the better documentaries I saw on Prime the last 10 years. It was really good. They yep. just, all types of raw footage. Yeah. So definitely check out Genius. Genius, yeah. On, on Netflix. Yeah. The, the Kanye West docuseries. Mm-hmm. Um, just pretty much documenting no his. No Kim Kardashian his, in it. I'm, I'm spoiling it for you. She's not even his, in it. <laughs> his, his beginning stages when he got to the game. <laughs> it's just, and he it's, got on Rockefeller and yeah. he was trying to fight to get his album made and get his name out there and stuff like that. So. Hey, <clears> hey, hey, fellas. Here's a did you know. About your own producer, E. What's, what's uh, going on, Easy? So, uh, and this is a Rockefeller story. Okay. Uh, when I was active duty, I sung in a group. Mm-hmm. I remember you told us that, yeah. Shout, shout out to my boy, Jason Singleton. He about to get his doctrine. He was the lead singer of the group. Shout out to um, Montes and uh, Miko. And, love, love. And, and uh, Mac and, you know, past, present members. But, yo, so check this out. We, we going up there and we're trying to... Uh, one of the managers from uh, or one of the one of the guys that was affiliated with State Prop mm-hmm. was trying to get a sign, and we actually went up to Rockefeller, right? But we was really stupid. Mm. And when I say we were really stupid, we went up there on like some temptation shit. <laughs> trying, like, trying to shoot. Now hold up. Shoe, this shoe is bop. like the 2000s. We go up there all <laughs> dressed alike, mm. some corduroy denim tight pants with the shirts they was wrinkled from the ride from virginia mm. it was horrible we went we seen tone hooker he listened to our demos and stuff like that but i remember there was a guy who was outside the universal building and he was like yo if y'all going up there he was like if they don't sign y'all then man y'all ain't getting signed mm-hmm. it was like if they tell you they going to get back with you he was like man it was a it was a valiant effort and mm. sure enough it was a valiant effort. Mm. Wow! But I can at least say we 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 got in we got into the office at least. Okay, all right. At least you got up there. Yeah, we 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 got into the office. But that's that's a did you know about your boy? And it was crazy because you know I was active duty, so I'm trying to be in the Navy. I'm trying to get a record deal. We running up to Virginia like like every other. I mean, not uh, we run up to New York from Virginia like every other weekend doing yeah. these shows and stuff. It was crazy, man. But <laughs> I was in the building and it, and it was so dope, man, being okay. up there at uh, Rockefeller and Def yeah. Jam Universal yeah. Building. So shout out. Shout out to the boys who I who I used to rock with, man. We did our thing in the 2000s, you know. We, we, we did our thing, man. We, you know, we got our little notoriety, but that's a little did you know about your boy. Mm. Well, if y'all ain't know, man, E was out here. E was in the mix. I trying chasing that dream man you gotta chase it man absolutely absolutely so Taylor do you have another uh, have you seen have you heard for us or is is that uh, gonna do it I for got, this week I, I, got, I got one more um, okay. have you heard August, August House Cena has a new song called Shake the World it is mm. trash yo 
I mean, don't get me wrong. I get that you're trying to clout chase up off the Will Smith and the Jada drama, but the song was horrible, man. <laughs> that's that's the song where he's talking about that, right? He, he had like one little bar, but the song oh was the God. song was trash. I think it's been on it's been on um, YouTube for maybe a day or so. It's only got like thirty. It's only got thirty thousand views, man. Because no. everybody just trying to take advantage. They, like... they, thank God they don't have the dislike button no more. They disabled that. It, they, they, they would be hating on him, man. It was, it's trash, man. Like what? Bro, what do you? And then he's trying to write a book, man. Like, homie, man, we don't. Oh God, we don't care nothing about you like that, brother. You trying to get some paper, man? I was, to... I was, I like August Alcine. I thought, I thought he was, I thought he made good music, but I don't know. I what, did too. I don't know what he's doing right now. He, he's, 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 he's trying to come up off the carcass. He's man. trying to, but I think he's going about it the wrong way. He's, man. he's, he's trying to feast off of off of the, the, the situation. Yeah. If if he came out like let's just say a couple weeks from now with just some regular tracks. He would get clout just off of be. Oh, that's August. That's in the bull. But he's trying yeah. to like. Yeah, it's and, too close. Yeah, it's too close. But and then you. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I remember that. Yeah, I mean, but that was that was a while ago. Salute to them. But he's trying to clout up off of it, and it looks crazy. If you act like you're not, if you're doing it on purpose, but you act like you're not, and it's kind of like he's he's doing it. Whoever's doing it for him, it's. Whoever's managing him is they they're not doing it right. Team, man, you mm-hmm. know they're not doing it right. Somebody though, always think it's a good idea. Hey, man, you know this mm-hmm. might be the time right now for you to go on and put that single out, man. If he, if he put out a single and <laughs> he was just alluding to it but not really talking about it, yeah, it would be dope. Yeah, you know I mean, people are like, is he talking about it? But he would be like, no, no, I made that song maybe two years ago. <laughs> if he did that, that would be dope. We, we, we wouldn't know because he could have done it three weeks ago. But he was, oh no, I had it sitting in the can. But you know, I just want to put. It, I just felt like yeah, I felt, I'm I felt moved. You. But whoever. Leading him, he's it'd leading be, down the toilet. Be that team, man, I'm yeah. telling you, I, I didn't been be in, in situations ear. with somebody. They in your ear, like, yo, man, you know, this might be, this might be your moment right now to make a couple dollars. Yeah, old as I three weeks ago. Now he's now he's trying to cloud up. Come on, man, what are you doing, man? What are you doing, man? <laughs> Cold as ice. Yeah, no one's checking for him. Yeah, yeah. Nobody was worried about August. Yeah. So have you, you, y'all, y'all didn't hear y'all. Didn't I, I, I haven't heard the song. Yeah, I, I saw something about it online. I didn't listen. It's trash. I didn't really care. So. And uh, this, this my last one. Uh, I'm gonna talk about Officer Harris. I mean, have you seen? The oh, you talk about. <laughs> Yeah. The, 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 the informant, yeah, as as or you call him Ti, and he's trying to be a comedian. I don't know what's up with this guy. Yeah, I saw Ti got booed off stage up in uh, up in Brooklyn. Well, what? first, well, first he tried to like get Ooh, at the, he tried to, he tried to get at this young comedian. She's a young girl. I did see that too. He was trying to like get her to get off the stage because she was talking about she his, she said his something wife. about his situation because he him and his wife had some type of sexual assault allegations. But it wasn't. Like that. But he started with her first. So it's kind of the same thing with the Chris Rock. Well, a little bit different, but she started with him first. And you know, you come at a comedian, you got to come at somebody. And when you come at somebody in the crowd, you got to cut them off at the knees. Yeah. And she cut him off at the knees, and he got in his feelings. He got on stage and was sitting down talking crazy and cussing with the with the plaits in his hand. He looks crazy, man. And, and then, and then, the yeah, yeah, and and then, then. left in, what, 20, <laughs> what, for 12, 24 hours, or left within the last, you food on, on stage in Brooklyn. Ooh, how Brooklyn? Why is he? First of all, he's trying to be a comedian. I don't know what he's trying to do. I mean, I understand if you're trying to be, you know, go from rapping to acting. But you I know, know, you know what? Though, his, t- his, t- his career is kind of took in a hit. But t- t- comedian, t- t- though? he's trying to take, chase down a dream. Yeah, you know what I'm but, saying yeah. he's probably had people in his circle for years that told him, "Yo, you funny as hell." But out of all the you rappers, funny. he's nowhere near funny. 
Red Man's <laughs> funny. <laughs> uh, Eminem's somewhat funny. Like, there's rappers that, that are funny. Love, he's not funny. funny. Meth, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's nothing funny about T.I. He's funny looking, but he's not funny at all. I don't. Mm. And when I think of rapper, oh, rappers, terrible, b- rappers being mm. uh, comedians, he's not. He's not one at all. Like, Grinding he, he, him up. There's nothing funny about him, man. He's weird, man. Why, but why are you going? That girl is. That's her job. Why are you getting mad? You said something to her first, and she, and of course, you know what she's gonna go to. Stop acting like you're bigger than everybody. You can, you can get this smoke too. We, we read the blog. You know what's going on. Got all, gotten his feelings. Yeah. Hey, I, I don't like people do that, man. Just sit your, sit your crowd and don't say nothing, man. And laugh. That was good. That was good. And then he, he tried to clean up and say she don't go on tour with him. And she would be doing him a favor. She Ooh. was actually funny. <laughs> yeah, he got booed. You know what I mean? Michael mm. Blackson tried to help him. I think it was Michael Blackson's comedy tour or something like that. He got booed in Brooklyn as he should. Yeah, Michael Blackson. I, I saw them uh, doing a. Uh, I don't know if it was a Facetime or a live together. And Michael Blackson was asking questions about it, and he was he was happy. You know, he was encouraged. He was like, "This is the best thing to happen to me. Oh, you know, I, I want people to boo me." Everybody who gets up on that stage and does comedy at one point in time, you know, takes a fall and gets booed. In so, clubs, yeah, but not you know. in the in the in the Barclay Center. My God, hey, in front of know. 20, 20 plus thousand fans. When 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 you're Ti and you can sell out the Barclay Center, you know, or not sell out, but you know, be a pa- part of pa- a comedy pa- pa- tour, pack it like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, that's, that's I was about to say he ain't selling out. Yeah, that Barclay was no, 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 that no, no, was no. Michael Black. I don't know who I, Michael Blackson was, but it was, it was Michael Blackson, and I guess some he was happened to be on the tour. He's not. I saw his act. A couple months ago online, it's horrible. Okay, it's not funny. All right, well, oh, no, yeah, but that, that's it. Have you seen? Have you heard? It's just stuff I've been seeing on the internet, or you know, it goes down. I want to throw it to y'all, but ha- have y'all seen? Have y'all heard? But Mikey said he's seen it, and he said he did. I guess he saw it. I, I don't know. Isn't well, it? if y'all have seen the things that Taylor is talking about, definitely comment on it. Yeah. Let us know. Tell us, you know, in the comment section what your opinions yeah, are about these things going, going on. on. Absolutely. Because mm. if we ain't seen it and we ain't heard it, I can tell you the streets done seen and the streets done heard. Yep. All right. So that's going to do it for that segment this week. And getting out of that, we're going to move into this season's first edition of Trivia. You guys know how trivia goes between me and Taylor. We pose five questions to the other. And, uh, you know, whoever gets the most of the five right, that is, you know, a, a, a salute to them. So I'll start it off. Uh, unless you do, you want to go first, Taylor. You want to give me your questions first? No, go ahead. You already got your phone up. Go ahead. Okay, Taylor. cool, cool. Ready? All right. So trivia. Question number one. Mm-hmm. The one-year anniversary of legendary rapper DMX was yesterday. But as we know, one-year anniversary of what? Of his death. Oh, it passed away. Okay, yeah, his passing. Um, but as we know, uh, he was also an actor. Yeah. What, what was his first movie? His first movie had to be Belly. Okay, that was right. Yeah. Or backstage. Which one? We'll, we'll go with Belly. Belly, okay. Well, he was acting in that. Backstage was kind of like, you know, the documentary of them going. But, yeah, but the first acting would be Belly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So we'll go with that. All right. So Taylor's one for one. Number two. Today marks the 52nd birthday of another legendary rapper in a tribe called Quest member Q-Tip. Mm. Who also found his way to the big screen. Mm. What was his first movie? Ooh, what was his first movie? Was, was it that movie he was so, in? So, it's a little more difficult. Uh, it was, it, it was, was a movie he... Wasn't I, he in Poetic Justice? He was. He got popped, and, and that might be the first one. I'm trying to is, think... Is, is, that, is, is that your answer? I'm trying to think, was that... I'm trying to think, did he do it, anything before that? But it was another one he was in when he was, like, in prison. 
No, that's that came out in the it, late nineties. The one with Fat Joe. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. that movie was terrible. <laughs> they were playing teenagers. They were damn near thirty. Um, I'm going. I'm going to go with uh, Poetic Justice. Ding, ding, ding. Number yeah. two. Number two is correct. Markel. Taylor is two for two. I want some Juju Bean. Some uh, yo, look at that. Look at that punk ass nigga right there. That's him right there. That's not him. <laughs> that's the funniest scene. <laughs> <laughs> they trying to size him, and then they end up killing him anyway. That was crazy. All right. So number three. In a recent episode of Math Hoffa's podcast, My Expert Opinion, yeah. Omar Epps and Big Daddy Kane were uh, guests on the show. Yeah. And Omar Epps revealed that in casting for Juice, Tupac yeah. came to the set with another actor from the movie who had the audition. So Pac was asked to audition and killed it kind of after the fact. Yeah. Who was the other actor he came with? And this is multiple choice. Yeah. You got A, Khalil Kane. Who was the guy who played Raheem? Yeah. You got B, he came with actual Omar Epps. Yeah. Or you got C, Tretch. I thought it was, well, all right, so I'm going to go with Tretch. That's the answer. But he actually came with, um, I just heard this maybe a maybe a year or so ago online. He came with, is it Money B, E? The one that's um, with um, Shock G, that's his name, Money B. You talking about the uh, the producer? The producer, you know, you know, remember on the Get Around, I Get Around. Remember, yeah, I yeah, did oh, yeah. Around. Um, he came the short one. Easy Mo yeah, the B. short one. Easy Mo B is that Money? I don't know what his name, but he they he came too, and um, but like you said, he ended up befriending Tretch, and they went out for the same part. But I think they I think they wanted him to be in the movie Eat Money B, but then some kind of way Tretch and him Tupac became friends but I'm, my answer is Tretch though so as Omar Epps explained it it mm-hmm. was Tretch he yeah. went with Tretch because him and Tretch was cool yeah um, <clears throat> Tretch had the audition mm-hmm. and they were just looking for guys to fill parts in that movie so yeah. they just saw Tupac and was like hey you know you want to audition Pac was like yeah, yeah we know his acting background mm-hmm. and Juice was actually his first movie that he was in yeah but um, I just think that's crazy that Tretch was there for the audition. Tupac yeah. came in after the fact yeah. and had such a bigger part in the movie than Tretch. Yeah, he went he went with the boy from Digital Underground. Uh, I think his name is Money B. And but he just said, "Man, listen, man, you you got it. You know what I mean? Like you, you so I don't even, he, he didn't even he didn't even get into the movie. But like you said, I think they said he went into the audition and started screaming and yelling. He said, "What the hell is going?" He said, "Oh, no, I was just auditioning." <laughs> and he ended up. They, I mean, you couldn't pass him. He was really good in that movie. All right. Well, I can't stop you today. Taylor's three for three. So we're going to go to number four with a little more recent news. This actor made the news last week when he admitted to selling weed once upon a time to Dave Chappelle. A rapper? So weed? No, he's not necessarily a a, rapper. He's an actor. An actor, okay. And if you need a hint, I I can give you one. This was he recently said this. Yes, he said this last week. Oh, okay. <laughs> you give me the hint. I don't know. I don't know. I His, probably, I probably you, don't get this. One. From some of the roles he's in, you would not be able to tell that he's from where he's from. Um, back in the day, he sold weed to Dave Chappelle. Back when he was still trying to get on, he was struggling, trying to pay his way through acting school. Yeah, he, I don't, he had he had many hustles at the time, but uh, one of them was uh, part time cannabis supplier. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. I'll just say Idris Elba. I don't know. Jesus. Uh, Taylor? Idris Elba is correct. Oh, for real? Yes. I, I, I just threw it out there. <laughs> Stop playing. Idris Elba, once upon a time, admitted that he sold weed to Dave Chappelle. I knew he had a lot of hustles. He was a bartender, and he did a whole lot of stuff in New York. 
And uh, just like you said, um, they didn't know that he was from because he UK. looked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he said he was talking with the accent, but they thought that he was like you know somebody from just from New York. But yeah, yeah. But he was he was working a lot of odd jobs in the late nineties and the early two uh, thousands. Yeah, but, 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 I, but I before just, I, before he got on the wire, mm-hmm. that's what he was doing okay. to, to to keep things moving before he got his break. All right, that's what's up, Id- Idris Elba. Yeah, Idris Elba, who has been rumored to. Uh, actually, this has been going on for a few years now. But be the next Bond? No, I thought they they was going to make a black girl be Bond. Oh yeah, yeah. He, I think huh? he, I think he didn't want to be it, and they said they're going to make the, a black girl who was in the last movie be some black female Bond or something hmm. like that. Okay, I, I, Jane Bond is trash. Man. All right, well. <laughs> <laughs> not going to go there. I'm going to just yeah. skip to number five. <laughs> but Taylor is four for four so far. Number five. True or false? Mm-hmm. Speaking of Idris Elba, yeah. he's admitted that in addition to acting, he loves to DJ yeah. and sometimes raps. Yeah. True? Uh, Yeah, yeah, that's true, yeah. Okay, yeah. Taylor's five for five. Oh, I just said he DJ, yeah. I, I don't want to say I know somebody, but they said that supposedly, I don't believe them, but they said it was in the bar that he used to bartend. I don't believe this person. They're probably capping. Okay. <laughs> All right, now, uh, all right, so I'm, I'm pretty sure we talked about Jay-Z in, in here, haven't we, in the last couple of weeks? Maybe not. I don't know. I think we talked about him yeah. earlier. I think, a little bit. All right, so I think Jay-Z has at least, I want to say, 17 studio albums, whether it's him or with other people. Yes. All you got to do is give me nine of them. I can't say give me all of them, but just give me nine of Jay-Z's uh, studio albums And the reason why I said nine Because some of them Are, are similar to the, In name So just give me nine Studio Jay-Z albums Okay Yeah Reasonable Doubt There you, there you go uh, The Life and Times Volume 1 There you go uh, I'm sorry That's In My Lifetime Volume 1 In My Lifetime Volume 1 There you uh, go Volume 2 Hard Not Like There you go uh, The Life and Times uh, Sean Carter That's Doc Volume Carter. 3 That's number 4 Yep uh, Dynasty Yep I'll Blueprint. give you Blueprint Blueprint yep Um uh, Kingdom Come. There you go. That's six. Uh, American Gangster. Seven. Um, skipping around a little bit now. Um, Black, Black, Black Album. Volumes? Yeah, Blueprint had three. That's three. Yeah. That's three. Yeah, that's three. But uh, Black right Album. Well, you got it. You got it. You're done. You just Boom. got Blueprint two and three. There you go. Yeah, right. you got it. That's why I kind of said nine because I. Put... <laughs> Because a couple, couple, couple of them are the same. Yeah, uh, blueprint I, I, one, two, and th- uh, two, uh, one, two, and three, and in my life, the, the, the vi- if you get the volume one, two, all you gotta do is get the name of what the album was. I, I could have went American Gangster. I could have yeah. went. Uh, uh, yeah, and I was Magna giving Carter, I was giving you split albums. Watch you, the Throne. You can get to Watch the Throne or yeah. or the Best of Both Worlds one yeah, and two. Yeah, with, best yes, of Both Worlds. I was yeah. giving you those two. All right, cool. Okay. All right, so that that one's right. If you, even if you'd have got like eight or nine, I'd have gave it to you. Once you went past like eight, I, I'd have gave it to you. Better. All right, all right. So um, number two, we was talking about Will Smith, but uh, you know I want to talk about one of his movies where he his name in the movie was Robert Clayton Dean. What was the name of this movie? Will Smith in the that movie. That was uh, Enemy name. of the State. There you go, number Enemy two. Enemy of the State. Go. Yeah, I love that movie. Him and uh, <laughs> what's my man named Gene? Uh, Gene Hackman. Gene Hackman. Lisa Bonet, Regina no. King. No. Uh, 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 Jack, Jack, Jack Busey's son was in it, and uh, Scott Con- and, um, yeah, and uh, James Conson was in the movie. Gary, Gary Busey's Gary Busey's son yep. and uh, and uh, James Conson. Yep, Scott Con was in it. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. So uh, number three. All right, in Goodfellas and Casino, there were narrators in the movies. Yes. Combined with both movies, how many narrators are combined in both movies? 
between the movies between both movies so there's a number so how many good how many uh, narrators were in Goodfellas how many narrators were in Casino combine them and what's the number how many right. how, how many how many um well in Goodfellas you had Henry yep. was uh narrating at times yep you had uh Tommy was narrating at times keep going you had uh Jimmy was narrating at times keep going I just, um, I, just I just want the number between Goodfellas and Casino so that's three. I think they were the only ones that were really doing that. And then Casino, mm-hmm. obviously you had Ace, so that's yep. four. Mm-hmm. You had Nikki, that's five. Um, it, you got to know it. I forget his name, but it's Nikki's backup. Uh, what's his name? Um, Frankie Marino. So that's yeah, six. Yeah, just give, just give me the number. Um. That's all it was. It was only Frankie Marino when he was talking about, hey, by lying, by lying to God. All right, so I'll, I'll go six then. No, you are wrong. It was five. It was five? Two and Goodfellas. It's just Henry and Karen. Can't. Remember, Robert De Niro and Bill and Joe Pesci are in the movie. They never narrate the whole movie. They never narrate. Because huh. you get it confused because in Casino, that's why I said I combined them. In Casino, it was, uh, um, of course, Robert De Niro, Ace, Ace yeah. and, um, and Nikki. Nikki. And then Frankie Marino had that one part we narrated. Yeah. Now, if I tell the truth, exactly. I, get, I get us both killed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of people get the confused. They think that. Robert De Niro uh, narrates Goodfellas. He never no. It was just okay. it was just Ray Liotta and uh, whatever, whatever name Lorraine Bracco. They were yeah. only two. And Lorraine Bracco. Yep. Yeah. So five. Okay. Five. Five. Man. Well, I was off by one. Off by one. Yeah. I'll take that. Yeah, it was. Cool, I'll take though. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. So now we're gonna. Oh well, we'll stay with um with uh with the movies. Um, so we all know that MC8. We talked about Men's Society. He was in uh, Men's Men's Society. As a rapper, name the other rapper who made a cameo in that movie. Small cameo, but he's in the movie. In Minister Society. In Minister Society, yes. I'm not, I'm not too knowledgeable on that movie. I mean, I've, I've seen it don't, more, don't, more don't. than a few times. You're googling it. What are you no, doing? No, I'm not googling. I'm just opening my phone to see what time it is. <laughs> I'm about to see. <laughs> no, sir. He's in the scene, um, and when you see him, you just start laughing. He's in the scene. A rapper. Yeah, a can, rapper. Can you say what scene? Uh, if I tell you the scene, you're gonna get it. I might not because I can't even remember the rapper. All right, it was at the picnic scene. Minister Society was at the picnic. Who was at the picnic? MC8 was at the picnic. Yo, King, what's up? What's up, man? Leave that bitch alone. That's MC8. <laughs> That's MC8. Yeah, but there's another rapper in that scene. And right after he says that, he says the rapper's name, and he's in the scene. And um, I just want to know who the rap who the rapper is. Yo, this is tough. He's technically still relevant now. I don't got it. This is tough. It's not. It's not. Once once I say the name, you're gonna be like, yeah, he was in the movie. You want me to just say it? Yeah. Go ahead. Salute to Too Short. He was too the, short. He, he, oh, he was on the barbecue right. flipping the ribs. Short <laughs> I think he was credited as his name was uh, Lou Loke. Lou Loke. And he says when they when they finished the food, all right, y'all come on now, eat the food. That's the only yeah, line when, of the movie. When, when Sharif's dad was trying to get a plate. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Too Short is in the movie. Shout out to Short. Okay. That's right. Short Dog was in the movie. That's how you know two short as well. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna so go. So what? T- I'm one for three or two for three? Uh, the one, one for three. No, no, you got the first two right. He got the Jay Z and he got Will Smith, so he's two, oh, yeah. two for four. And this okay, the, two for four. This the fifth one. This okay. is a little bit difficult, but if you think about it, I'm gonna give you time to think about it. You should be able to get this one. Who All is right. the Sixers' all-time leading scorer? 
Now I'm going to give you a, a multiple choice. Either, okay. Or all right, it's I mean that that might not help, but okay. Come on, man. You should know this. Come on, man. Go, Come on, go, man. Go ahead. All right. It's either A. Julius Irvin, B. Hal Greer, C. Charles Barkley, or D. Allen Iverson. Who was the leading scorer of the all time of the Sixers? I'm gonna go with Hal. You're right. Hal Greer. See, you hey. knew it. Yeah, there you go. Pretty much played his whole damn career. All the other yep. guys either left or or came from somewhere else. Came like, from uh, there you go. Julius Irvin. They got him a little later in his career. Julius. So, Three out of five. I think uh, I think he's got twenty one thousand. I think Allen Ivan has like nineteen thousand or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll yeah. take three out of five. That's that's a passing grade where I come from. I had the Dr. J basketball hoop joint for your room. Mm-hmm. Oh, for real? I remember those back Hell in the day. Yeah. yeah. I had one. It had the bell on it. My mom ripped the bell off because because <laughs> we were scoring like a mother. Yeah, every ding, time you dunk is making that noise. Ding yeah. dunk or you shoot a jump shot. Ding. Yeah. Hey, I got I got a question for you. Back in the day, did you did you ever make the court where you took the hanger and put it between the closet and then made the, the soccer ball? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I did that. Yeah, you stretch it, stretch it out. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. you put yeah. it in between. Me and my brother used to run full court because our our closets was usually, right across usually, from each other. Usually, you made that. <laughs> after Shout you, out to my big brother Dwight. I love you. Usually, <laughs> you you make that after you break the the, the one that your parents bought yeah. you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cause you dunking and y'all you supposed to do is shoot all that joy. But yeah, you, once you start dunking, that that plastic is a wrap. It's coming it. down. And then you gotta go to the, you gotta go to the closet and get the, get the get the get the hanger. Get the hanger. Mm-hmm. Bend that joint up, make your little rim. Yep. There you go. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, getting out of trivia, we're gonna go into this week's edition of the Common Sense Space. And this week we're going into a little bit of a. Uh, how should I call this? Like, uh, what if this happened to you scenario? Mm-hmm. So essentially, uh, the question is, could you survive a horrible 24 hours without your phone? Taylor's going to uh, give us a little bit more details, though, set, set the scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, if, uh, I, I don't know. Maybe you go, like, I think we talked about it before, uh, before we got on, but let's just say if you go overseas or something like that and you lose your phone on the plane or something like that. Or, I don't know, maybe you're riding you're riding in your car, you're, maybe your phone, you thought your phone charger was, was, was good and then your battery died, now you can't charge your phone. Well, can, can you survive, you know what I mean, 24 hours without your phone? Or, you know, these things happen. You put, you put a phone in someone's bag, that bag ends up leaving. Can you survive 24 hours without your phone? That's right. pretty much saying. I, I, I tell you what. It would be crazy, but you know. I At this point in my life, I absolutely can. Mm-hmm. Now, depending on the situation, if that phone was my GPS mm-hmm. and I'm on a road trip, because I've been on a road trip where I've left my phone right on the, uh, the, the toilet paper holder while I was on the <laughs> you, know you, <laughs> you wipe your get up and just walk out mm. yeah man i did that before and that was horrible and oh, i felt no. like and i and, and then i had to do the whole rest of that trip with no phone mm. and this was you know i was going to see a family i ain't you know how'd that go i ain't had no phone i i, I mean i survived but man mm-hmm. it was horrible mm-hmm. I'm, I'm talking about nowadays yeah, I nowadays could. you I, could. Okay, shit, I don't look. It's sometimes I got to get back to y'all. I don't look, man. I, I I can do it. It ain't that deep to me no more. Mm-hmm. I I would love to say yeah. Like if I was at home 
and like my phone broke and I had to wait till the next day to get a replacement phone or something like that. Like I could I could make it work. But if I was out and let's say that I was going between two places and I my phone was my GPS to get me from here to there and it was like a long road trip and I didn't know where know where I was, like I'd I'd be it it, it would be bad, man. I I'd, I'd be in a bad place. <laughs> yeah. I'd be in a bad place too because First of all, there's no more pay phones out here. I don't carry change if I even do find a pay phone, so that's probably gonna be a wrap for me. So I would like to say, yeah, yeah, I'll be fine. I don't, I don't think I'll be good. I think within the first four or five hours, I would be like uh, looking to steal someone's phone. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and the messed up part about that is even if you steal someone's phone, they got you passwords. might not necessarily had a number to exactly. call the, the people you need to call. Like you said, they got passwords on exactly. the phone, facial recognition. You know what I'm saying like mm-hmm. yeah. a lot of people got the uh, the barcodes on their phone to get into things and stuff like that. So yeah, mm-hmm. um, I know a lot of people can't remember their pen number. It's their own pen number and they can't remember it. And so yeah, I, I, I don't. Know a lot of people can't remember their own phone number. Yeah, I know people don't, don't know their phone number. I know a lot of people that have been married for years. They don't know they act. They, 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 they don't know their person's um phone number. They don't know it at all. They 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 might know the two six seven two one five or six ten whatever. They don't know nothing after that. I think I'd be up the creek with no paddles. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if I I I, I could. Uh, thank God I've never been in any situation before. But yeah, I don't I don't think it would fare too well for me. Yeah. I would I would like to think I would, but I don't think it I don't think it would go too well for me. But um, you know, uh, I, I just it just goes to show you how far. I mean, just show you how how far we've come in these last years. Like a lot of people live on a phone. Mm-hmm. I, I learned mean, that back when I used to work at the Sprint store. My first yeah. job out of school. Uh, was at a Sprint store, and people used to come in, and their uh, screen would be cracked, or yep. their their uh, charging port would be damaged, mm-hmm. and they wouldn't be able to get any of their numbers out, or they'd yep. have water damage, and that would be like the end of their lives. So they wouldn't have any numbers. All their numbers are programmed programmed into their phone, and nobody remembers numbers by heart anymore. Yeah, but brother, I worked at the communication stores too in the hood. You yeah. remember me? I was in smack dab in the hood. Ta- ta- Taylor was working at the. Uh, well, we're not gonna put Taylor business out on the streets, but ta- I was ta- working, Taylor was in, working the in the hood. Matter, matter of fact, I was in three hoods, and it was a disaster. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would have people coming in talking about some. Yeah, somebody stalking me. I need to change my number. I said, Oh Lord, <laughs> some my oh man, my, my man stole my phone and threw it out to so and so. I've gotten plenty of those where the significant other has thrown the other phone out, mm. and they and they got to get a new phone. Or I've had where people were on lines together. And they're in a relationship, and, they come, and one comes back and says, I want to get off so-and-so's line because we're not together. Can I split it? Mm-hmm. And it was just a disaster. Uh, mm-hmm. I've seen it. So, uh, But I've seen people, like you said, lose their phone and come in there with, like, all type. I need, uh, do I have insurance? Do I not have insurance? But I say, but you still got to pay deductible. You're not, yeah. you're, not get, you're not getting a free phone. You have to pay the deductible, and, yep. I'll give you, and I can give you a phone. Yeah, I mean, lose your phone and they would lose their mind. And it, and it, then it didn't be messed up. I was like, but you can't get the phone from here. You have to go to an actual franchise store. Mm. <laughs> I mean, well, we're a franchise. You got to go to the actual corporate store to act do that. We can sell you all the phones that we want to. Imagine me explaining that in the hood mm-hmm. in North Philly. Ain't trying to hear that. <laughs> Imagine. Um. In oh North Philly, God. trying to meet. So people wonder why. I'll tell them why you don't work with people. You work at the job. I don't want to be around people. That was. I, I, don't worry. I made very good money, but people are very annoying. My man, don't you got phones in the back? 
Just go get me a new phone. Yeah, yeah. You got $150? I'll set you right on up, brother. <laughs> and you don't, you don't, you know how good you got to be to get someone who has insurance on their phone and all they got to do is go to a corporate store with maybe two or three miles away to get them to spend money with you again. You know, you got, you got to get, the, you got to have the gift of gab. And I would have the gift of gab to get people to buy another phone from me. That's how nice you got to be in sales. Exactly. <laughs> you you got to be on point for that. I have people buying phones from me as opposed to going. I think the, the the main store was maybe four or five miles. It wasn't even that that far away. I could have drove them there if, if, I, if I mean, and then waited for them. But they was like, nah, I need a phone now. I said, oh, damn. All right, well, you, I, need, I need you to go to ATM and give me that card. And I'll set you right on that with a brand new phone. <laughs> we can make with, this happen. With a brand new number. And they walk out of the store, yeah, I just got to put these five, six, seven, eight new numbers. And I'm straight, man. Yeah, yeah, And, and salute to the trappers. Oh, man. I, I just treat them, them brothers with so much love. They were coming in buying six, seven, eight phones. Salute to the trappers out there. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they still alive because they was out there just buying. Yeah, man. I, my young boys, I got had to get them by five or six phones every other week. They was buying phones for yeah. either for him or his. Who I love, I love that job. Mm-hmm. Now some of them was fake trappers though. They were like, yeah, man, I <laughs> they be fake trapping. Some of them was faking the phone. Yeah, they was. Yeah, I'm pushing packs. Yeah, you know I mean, let me get. So <laughs> <laughs> let me get this. <laughs> All right, but I didn't. I didn't criticize them. But it was. It was a funny. It was a funny job. But I would get a lot of just just debauchery sometimes so people just either losing their phones or dropping it in a toilet dropping it in the sink dropping it in those manhole sinkholes thing leaving it on the train yeah. and they would be freaking the hell out when they were coming to my store like about to go in convulsion you'd have thought somebody got shot on the block the way they was going to freak and this is t- over a decade ago so imagine 2022 mm-hmm. right now it's got to be worse this now. was back in like i said over a decade 2009 2010 people were, no. were going but <laughs> ballistic no all right, cool, cool. Well, today <clears throat> being April 10th, uh, it is the birthday of a very famous uh, R&B singer by the name of Babyface. Kenneth Edmonds? Kenneth Edmonds, yes, sir. Mm. That's the government. With the pill. How, how, how old is he now? He got to be in his early 60s. That's a good question. I should probably know that Man, considering that I know, know that it's his birthday. You know, exactly. Yeah, yeah, uh, you know he got he, he to be in the 60s. Babyface is 63. Okay, all right then. He's got born, Grammys and stuff. Born in Indianapolis, Indiana. Yeah. Started his own record label, him and L.A. Reid, LaFace yeah. Records. Yeah, yeah. Had success. I never was a re- big on his music, but I always thought he was a, a hell of a writer. He La was, Rob Records. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, you know, hey, man, listen, man. These that's, let, that's, these, that's the music industry. These, these let white people so, rob so them. They so they say. So might as well... <laughs> Robbie, I mean, well, what's what's the difference? Yeah, you know I mean, we might as well get in on it too. Ellie mm-hmm. Reed, exactly. People out here living off the off the fat of the land, off your money, oh, oh. Oh, off the sweat off you your brow. You ain't the one out here singing and salute, dancing salute, every night. Salute to Philly's own Sylvia Rome. She probably still robbing people. Ooh, Sylvia Rome. <laughs> <laughs> You be seeing these people, and they like, how old are you? They be like in their 60s. They like they in their 40s. They just, they just stay young off the track you made off the blood, sweat of your tears in 1994 in your mama's mm. basement. Hey, hey, remember, mm. remember Eddie Kane Jr.? You ain't the one out here singing and dancing every night. Hey, well, no. You don't do nothing but just get paid. That's right. Mm-hmm. We're going to continue to get paid. 
That's like uh, they was telling uh, James Brown that that's the show and the business. Mm-hmm. You the show and we the business. And we the business collecting the money. So we'll pay you what we think you need to get. Exactly. What did Q-Tip said a years ago? Uh, industry rule on number one, the 2080 record companies are shady. He told you that years ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know what you you know what it is when you're getting up in here. Well, in honor of Babyface and it being his birthday, we dedicate, a, dedicate our second top five to our top five old school R&B songs. Oh, okay. Now, this is slightly all over the place because if you ask somebody their top five R&B songs, you could probably get a different answer five out of the seven days of the week. I wonder if R. Kelly's still up in the running. That's... I know where I know where R. Kelly is up in. Ah, well, we know that, but I mean, I, I wonder if it's music. Yeah, I don't hear I it on satellite radio. He's a, he's a, he's a legend. I mean, yeah, they don't play anymore, but he you can't you can't hate on what he's done over the past. You know, music wise, we don't. I don't. I mean, what, what he does in his personal life. You know, I actually, I, obviously, the chickens have come home to roost, but his music was was beautiful. I was just, I was just listening. I can't sleep. The remix the other day. I, I was like, man, this song is is is, is a beast. Mm. <laughs> That's not in my list, but that song is great, man. Cussing? <laughs> Cussing in the song? <laughs> I never meant to hit you, babe. I said, damn, R. Kelly, we going there with the first verse? What the hell's wrong with you? Ooh. <laughs> All right, so at number five on my list, <clears throat> it's a song that takes me back to this time, to this era. I wasn't necessarily listening to her music at this point in time, but it was on the radio, and I'd be driving in the car with aunts or uncles, and this song would be playing, so it just kind of gives me that 90s vibes feel. Plus, she was someone who used to work with him, maybe still works with him, but it's Tony Braxton, and it's another sad love song. I remember that song. He probably wrote that song. He probably did write <laughs> that song. He definitely wrote it. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, he was a hell of a songwriter back nah. in the day. He wrote Tony's whole album, that yeah, first album. the first album. Yes, he did. I think he wrote all the songs on uh, Boomerang, too, if I'm not mistaken. He's a... Yeah. And, and noticed. And, and waited to exhale. She was bankrupt after that. Oh, exactly. Mm. After the first album, at least, at least the black people, they get to you early. Mm. <laughs> we need that money now. <laughs> white, white people like to bleed you over the years. <laughs> All of a sudden, you look up one day and you ain't got no money. <laughs> they can rob you early. <laughs> L.A. Reed and baby face. That's terrible. <laughs> go, go, go get that TLC money bad. and you go down there and get that Tony Yo, Braxton it's, it's, money. It's, it's, it's too bad because, you know, she was like, people were sending her money in the mail it's too bad they didn't have a gofundme thing because mm-hmm. she'd have yeah. got paid yeah, yeah she would have she would have got guap mm-hmm. all right so number four on my list <clears throat> when i think of the 90s and throwback old school r&b you can't help but think about groups so at number four i got a group at number three i got a group and at number two i got a group mm-hmm. but number four uh is one of the few joints that i really like from this group but it's new edition if it isn't love mm. That joint, that's just a bop. Like that, that was '88, great when, year for music. When when that goes on, you just can't help but to start moving a little bit. No matter how how angry or whatever gangster you are, when that joint comes on, you got to bob your head or, or shake your shoulders or something. Maybe she'll take me back. I remember mm. that song. That song was hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember when it was on the radio every day. Mm. In fact, I spent the summer in Chicago. That was '88, man. '88 was a great musical year but we'll keep we'll keep moving all right so number three on my list i have another group like i said and it's uh mint condition breaking my heart <laughs> breaking my heart. 
Brown Eyes. My man, uh, Stokely, right? Man, that, you know. That's a singing fool right there. He was, yeah. He's also one of the best drummers in the world. Yeah, he's a beast, man. I, I like that. It was a musical band. Man Conditions drummers was, was definitely <laughs> serious. We used to listen to, yeah, back in the day, to his drumming back in the day. <laughs> man, man. Oh, man, but that's another, more of an upbeat song. Um, it's kind of like a vibe. You you can listen to that and you can kind of bob your head a little bit. But uh, bringing, getting out of that, I'm going to move up to number two, mm-hmm. another group, and it's going to be Silk Lose Control. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like their second or third single, but that, yeah, that song was hard. And that's one of them joints you throw on when you, you know. Now and then, girl, what you want from me? <laughs> I know the words of all these songs. Man. Yes, sir. Yes, don't sir. Play, don't play with Taylor. Uh-huh. That song was hard. Yeah, man. <laughs> it was like ba- they were basically doing um uh, uh uh what they call it um I forget what they call it but they it was, the beat just never they were just singing it was yeah. crazy it was, a, it was a, yeah that's a dope song yeah and that's one of the joints where they would start t- start talking on it and then get yeah. back to the singing and mm-hmm. whew, yeah they went in on that and that brings me to my number one on my list I couldn't have a a top. Anything R&B songs list without putting her name on it because she's one of my favorite, absolute favorite singing voices, period. Just hearing her uh, just puts me in, in a great mood. And that's Anita Baker mm. and Sweet Love. Sweet and that's Love. another that's another late 80s anthem. Mm. Anita Baker. But that's going to do it for my top five old school R&B songs. Right, well, I, you know what? I, I think I'm going to keep it in 1988 because right. 88 was such a pivotal uh, year for music, R&B music. 88. Yeah. So um, I'm going, my, my my number five is going to be Levert. Just cooling. Ooh, well, I remember that song. Okay. Just cooling. Cooling. Alright. Uh I'm gonna go number four with She Stayed on the Radio in nineteen eighty eight with the hit single Giving You the Best I Got, Anita Baker. Mm. Anita. Mm. Giving you the best that I got, baby. Mm-hmm. That that was crazy. Um three. Uh what am I gonna go with? Uh, Any love from Luther was was a, a mm-hmm. was a great hit in '88. Mm. Also, any love, any love. I remember that song. I I, I you know what the, know, the, the time be between the audition. I know, I know. Uh, Can you stand the rain? That whole album <laughs> and Luther that'll be that they're tied for three because my, okay. my two can in '88. Can you stand the rain? Was number one on like Power ninety nine. For yeah, forever, like, forever, <laughs> like a year. <laughs> now it's 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 gonna come between these two, these two smash albums in '88, and and I want I I can't even say which one I like yeah. best, but. I'm, number two, I'm going to give it to I'll Be Sure in Effect Mode. Mm-hmm. That out, like, I'll Be Sure ruled. 88, 89. Is that the joint that, uh, what's that song? Night and Day. Yeah. Off Night on Your Own. Day. That whole yeah, album. Yeah, yeah. But I'm going to tell you, it was only one king in 88, and his name was Bobby Brown. Oh. And that <laughs> album, Don't Be Cruel. Oh, Bobby. He had Ron and Babyface wrote. Roni, yeah. uh, 
Don't be cruel. Don't be cruel. Yeah. Yeah. That was that was Babyface all over that yes, because he, he had an album before that and it was straight dumpster juice. Who? Mm. Bobby, Bobby Brown. Brown. Yeah, yeah. Don't the be first, cruel. The first, his first album. The first album was was horrible. Yeah, it, <laughs> it was, was horrible. It came out in eighty. It came out eighty six <clears throat> or something like yeah, that. Yeah, but you know what? That's how I was back in those days. They that first album was. Always a waste album. Yeah, Janet's really first album was trash. If, if you got a good first album, Johnny Gill's first album was horrible. Yeah. It wasn't until he got with MCA after uh, New Edition when he got big. Yeah. Like, yo, that's how it was then. You, you yeah. know, your first album was the, was the trial. Yeah, they say Mary J's first album was, I don't say it was trash, but the no. second was better, way better than the, the first second, one. The first album had... Like seven singles, yeah. number one singles. Yeah, but the number two was like her. Eight, as yeah. far as her better work, my life was that. Yeah, was my that life shit. was like you could you, you could play that all the way through and <laughs> and not and be like, damn, this this is a masterpiece. My life, my life, yeah. my life, my life. R.I.P. to uh, Chucky Thompson. He passed away recently. He wrote majority of the album. Him and Diddy and uh, I think that I'll be sure have something to do. She had a lot of writers on that album, but that was a that that was her best album. You, but you're right. That first album was kind of like to get you in the door, but the second one was kind of like the one that would you know throw you throw, well, throw you well, to the no, top. Don't get it twisted. The first one is always going to be the four one one was was bang. Mm-hmm. You know that's when you know back in them days you you not only got an album but you got singles. Then you yeah. got maxi singles. Then you got the remix album. They did so much. They monetized so much with one album back then. You had the Spanish song. You had to sing one of them in Spanish. Like it was crazy. That's why they used to make so much money, mm-hmm. and the artists used to make so so little because yeah. they could take they could take one song and, and sell it three different ways. Mm-hmm. They'd sell the instrumentals for vinyl and for the DJs and the clubs and stuff like yo. But you know it's a little different now. Mm-hmm. But that's All my right. top five. And Taylor, what you got for your top five uh, old school R and B songs? T- Taylor will never have a top five without this brother on his list. We're going to put some respect on Keith Sweat. Mm. There you go telling me no. Again. If you ever seen New Jack City, you know what song I'm talking about. <laughs> he started off talking <laughs> all smooth. They cut to the scene where I think uh, Paletti, uh, Panati was is in, is in um, um, Nino's house. The next thing you know, Keith Sweat had the jacket off. Girl, there you go. Tell- oh, he's breaking it down. Oh, yeah, at the party. <laughs> at the party, girl was all screaming. All the old school was <laughs> First, he had the jacket on. Next, you know, the jacket was off. Girl, I want to be with you. I said, let's go, Key Sweat. But Key Sweat from back in the day. Mm, there you go. Baby. Classic, classic song from back. I think that came out in 1990, I want to say. Either 90 or 91, early okay. 90s. I, I think it was 89. Oh, maybe 89. But Remember, they, that was on the New Jack City soundtrack. Yeah, it was on the New Jack City soundtrack. You're right, yeah. So we're going to go with Key Sweat uh, number uh, five. All right. <laughs> number four, just like you said, groups... I mean, you're not going to get no more groups no more because once you get a group, they get one check. They don't get four of the same thing or three of the same thing. You get yeah, one check as yeah, opposed yeah. to one person. And bust that down. <laughs> you got to bust hold that up, down. I, I'm, I'm, Pro Tools killed the groups. Yeah. You ain't need you ain't need pro you ain't need to, to record five different people for your background. Mm-hmm. You got pro tools now. You can do it yourself. Yep. Yeah. So we are gonna put some respect. We went out to Houston and put some respect on H Town. Mm. Like it's slow, pumping fast that angle go. Oh, mm. <laughs> that song back in like the mid '90s. That song was hard. They in the video with jumpsuits with the H. The H with the suspenders and, and the way they used to dress back in the day was crazy, man. But mm-hmm. but they made their own gear. Oh, that song was that 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 was a hard song. I think in the video they putting dust pixie dust on people. And people was just just getting getting it in. I just remember that video as a kid. But H Town like it slow. 
that's my cut, man. Mm-hmm. R.I.P. to uh, what's his name? Um, he died. Dino. Dino. Yeah. D- did you know that? Um, this is a fact that uh, Joe Rogan married the girl he had the baby with. Yes, he did. He married her. Mm. Yeah, so the daughter, that's Dino's daughter, the, the first one. Yeah, he he married some, some white chick. Yeah. Mm. I just found this out. I said, Dino still lives on today. Mm. No wonder he that's was talking. Deep. No wonder he was dropping the N-word. He's upset. Mm. Um, uh, number three, I gotta go to another group, man. And oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, number another group, and uh it's gonna be Drew Hill Beauty, but the remix. Okay. When they had the drums <laughs> and yeah. it was slowed down. Uh-huh. The first one was cool, but the the the, 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 the when they brung up that sack the um that the uh that, that that third oh man, that joint was hard, yo. And uh I know people talk about Cisco, man, but I like I I, I just like I was I, I like that song. Drew Hill always um made, made good music and, and, and always made solid albums. Yeah, so I'm gonna put some respect on Drew Hill number three. Okay. All right. All right. Number two. Hey, they got me through some hard days in the Navy. <laughs> Drew Hill, they, 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 they was on their back in the day. Yeah, I think Drew, I, Drew Hill, yeah, they, had, they had some cuts. Man. Yeah, yeah, they, 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 they was dope, man. Um, uh, number two, how do we forget about Joe? All the things your man won't do. Lord I, have I, mercy. I, I did see Joe in, in my, my research, but I, I, I didn't add him to the list. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad you writer. did. He was another one. The first album was trash, but the second one after that, you know, I mean, when Joe had hair, nobody was checking for Joe. Once Joe got the bald head, yeah, Joe back had in, to get the bald head. Yeah, yeah, back in the '90s, MJ made every all you get bald heads. You know what I mean, <laughs> all, all your boy. And once he came over, I take you out on a night cruise on, on a yacht. yacht. Just came through as we got so much to look forward. To. Come on, man. Joe was singing mm. on that joint. If you had you played that song back in the day, your girl panties were not on the floor. Come on, man. <laughs> Joe was <laughs> Joe, Joe was that bull. I know there's a lot I, of I'm kids sorry. out here right now that's probably out this. here. I played that song with all bad intentions. Oh my god. Of course god, you did. <laughs> Only on dates. Because I, I knew girl look, I when I was a teenager in Philly, I was 16, 17, I had my own little whip. And and while everybody else was playing all that, I played the stuff that I knew. They was like, "Oh my God, my man, don't be doing that. He don't be opening my door. He exactly. don't take me. He don't take me to Sabero. He take mm. me to McDonald's." Mm. Yeah, I was getting them. Mm. Shout out to Joe. You got me some some cheeks back in the day, bro. And uh, unfortunately. <laughs> There, there's a tie. I'm sorry. There's, <laughs> I had, there's a tie for one. I'm sorry. It's, okay. it's, it's two songs. I feel you. And uh, I'm sorry. It's two groups. Uh, we're going to go Jodeci, Love You For Life, and uh, Jagged Edge, I Gotta Be. I can't pick between mm. two. I can't. I can't. I just can't pick. I'm not going to pick between those two songs. That's, those that's, two that's songs. Two difficult ones. In the mid, I think Jodeci came out. I think that came out in 95 or 96 in the Jagged Edge. Kind of was, kind of was them, but they kind of turned it up a little bit more. But that I gotta be song, that song. I gotta be the Lord have mercy, man. That, that song don't bring chills to your body Baby, like damn. I, yeah. you. I picture you and me starting a life together. We could Lord have mercy. Yo, I like people. A lot of people like I get married, which is a beautiful song yes, too. It but is. I gotta be is like that's that's like the creme de la creme song. Yeah, and they be, all they there were no ghostwriter with that. They wrote that on their own. Yeah, they did. Yeah, you, you know, Brandon and um, Brandon and Brian uh, Casey. The uh, the, they were the, mostly the songwriters. Salute to those Definitely. The, the twins. The yeah. twins, yeah. Yeah. Hey, man. You know what's funny? My lady's 12 years younger than me, right? Yeah. Yep. So all of these songs to them, to her generation, she say they, all these songs are set up for failure. Every one of these songs, she, she calls those set up for failure for women. 
because mm. they they gaslighting you and selling yeah. you a dream. Yeah, uh, I know. I know most of them records just got me cheeks. I knew girls yeah. that weren't even giving up the drugs. They don't even sing. The, they they wouldn't the even sing songs. They won't even sing songs like that no more. But that song and "Love You for Life." Oh yeah, yeah. promises you made me. All the things you told me. Come on, Casey. Casey was singing his ass. You said you'd never leave me. We be together for eternity. But now it's all in the past. And then when JoJo came on, because Casey was started off, and then when JoJo, JoJo breaking down, yo, the the way that the dynamic of their group, they would always let Casey started off and JoJo's beautiful man, church boys, exactly, church boy from North Carolina or or the DMV area, where it is from, from Charlotte, and the other two were from um from from Virginia or something like that, right? I don't know. No, ain't they all from Charlotte? They might be. But I think what that happened was Casey wasn't even supposed to be in the group because he's younger than all the other three guys. And then he's like, yo, I want to be in a group. I want to be in a group. And Joe's like, all right, man, just sing. And once he sung, Devontae like, oh, no, he's in the group. <laughs> he's in the group. Your brother's in the group. My brother's in the group. We got this. Joe does see the name and we going to go. So salute to them for like that. that day. In, in the mid-90s, yeah, I mean, Joe was getting all, all, the, all the panties wet back in the yes. day. Jodeci was getting yeah. that bread back in the day. Yeah, so I love you for life and uh, gotta be. I can't choose between those two songs. Those are two beautiful songs by grown ass men just saying, "Yo, man, baby, this, this is what it is." You know what I mean? <laughs> and they ain't, they ain't, you know, trying to sugarcoat nothing. I gotta be, and I want to love you for life. I, when you when you just coming out saying that, I ain't saying that nowadays. But right there, those those two songs in the mid, right in smack dab mid in the nineties, those are two beautiful songs. Yeah, so those, those that's my tie for one. I can't pick between the two. I just can't. All right, cool, cool. I'll be sure it's on my list too. Not that that same album, but uh, Ooh, this love that that that's my cutoff. The song Ooh, Ooh this love is no, uh, that's the same album. Yeah, in that, yeah, 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 yeah. In effect, yeah, but that but that was the song that I liked off that oh, album. Okay, <laughs> that song was. All right, cool. Well, that'll mm-hmm. do it for our second edition of Top Five, <clears throat> and we're gonna close out this episode with Mike's minutes. So, uh, and this week, I just want to speak to y'all about something that's kind of been. Uh, a little bit of a theme during the course of this show when we've talked about certain things, but it's just about uh, believing in yourself and about your dreams. And two of the most important uh, mental aspects to your dreams and to reaching your dreams and reaching your goals is one, imagination, because you have to be able to see it. You have to see it in your head. You have to be able to visualize it before you can make it a reality and make it a real thing. And then the second thing you need very much is confidence and and belief in yourself and then also discipline because those are going to be the things that are going to ultimately close the gap between where you are and where you want to get to and help you to ultimately reach your dreams and reach your goals. So that's my little two cents for y'all this week. Just try to keep that in mind. Imagination and confidence. And imagination is maybe the most important part of it because I saw Wallow talking about this a couple of days ago. When you're young, when you're a child, your imagination is through the roof. You can imagine anything. You have imaginary friends. You can imagine all kinds of schemes and ideas and things you want to do. But as you get older, your imagination gets stunted. It gets knocked down. It gets um, made fun of. It gets criticized to the point where you don't want to use it anymore, and it just goes away. So if you can foster that, if you can get back to that, get back to that imaginary phase, and 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 seeing things in your mind before um, they actually materialize in real life, because that that is a very important aspect of it. But 
that's that's how you're going to reach your dreams and, and, and get to the big places that you want to get to in your life. So that's my my comments for y'all. My Like I said, my, my two cents for y'all. <clears throat> that's what I've had on my mind <clears throat> to say to y'all today. So that's going to do it for season four, episode three. We appreciate y'all checking in with us and listening. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter and IG at Sleep Is For You. Listen to us and check out episodes on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, TuneIn Radio, and YouTube. Check out the website, sleepisforyou.com. Tell anything else you want to say to the people. Uh, thanks for listening. We'll, 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 we'll talk to y'all. Hear, uh, hear from y'all soon. Talk to y'all. Hear from y'all. Where, where, where you do? See y'all soon. See you soon. <laughs> All right. Peace, love, water.